episode 415 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. With you, as always, that's Josh Langford. Hello. <laughs> I caught him off guard. And I'm Glenn. How's it going, everybody? A lot of stuff to talk about this week. A ton of, well, a ton of new releases, but just different variations of a couple of things. Uh, we like didn't. Three. <laughs> What's that? It's only like three. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But a lot of variations. Uh, we got to interview a couple of the guys from Psyonix about the new game coming out called Rocket League. Rocket League. <laughs> I'm a Rocket League. Uh, a bunch of news items, what we're playing and watching. My review of the games, Black Edition Vanguard PGE, the personal gaming environment. Uh, my review of the Valley of the Yeti DLC for Far Cry 4. Some emails and we'll get the heck out of here. So there's barely anything. This is like a 45-minute mm-hmm. podcast this week. Yeah. Let's see. I'm calling it now. And All I'm right. only two um, days from retirement. Well, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> well, I'm retiring from this job, and then I just have to go find another one again. Mm. Just call me the job skipper. All right, job skipper. Yeah. Uh, on to the new releases. We have for the PlayStation 4, we have Borderlands The Handsome Collection. Ooh, very handsome. $59.99. And that handsome collection includes Borderlands 2, mm-hmm. I believe, and Borderlands the pre sequel. Indeed. And so it doesn't have the first game. And, um, they, and the ridiculous thing, I think Chaz had that, that, that write-up for it. And they mm-hmm. basically said, well, you know, if this does well, maybe we'll redo the first one. Why wouldn't they redo the... <laughs> like, I don't understand how that's not in the equation don't right away. I don't, <clears throat> I don't get it. Well, that's why, like, when, I, when they first announced it, I was like, oh, yeah, they're doing the full collection. And then I was like, oh, it's just those two. Okay. Yeah, it doesn't, well, it doesn't, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, that tempered my excitement uh, very, very much when I heard that. <laughs> it does look pretty good, though, on PS4. Uh, Chaz got to go see the game, and they, they, he got to record his gameplay and everything, and he put it up on the website, and it, it looks solid. Yeah, really nice well, and smooth. I'm sure it does, and that's, that's awesome. But for a collection it's not, yeah. of games that came out last generation, I would have rather have the full collection. <laughs> they should have called it Borderlands the Incomplete Collection. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean they're known to be smart asses. Why they should have, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. I, I I saw that too, and I'm like, wait, where's the first one? Oh, if it yeah. does well, maybe we'll redo the first. What? Like, yeah. Wouldn't you do Borderlands one and two, and then worry about the pre sequel later? I would think so. Yeah, I don't really understand that one, especially since the pre sequel just came out. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that was one of those things where I was like, oh, I have to pick that up when it gets cheap. Oh, I don't have to buy it at all now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait for the PS4 eventually. Exactly. Because um, you know they'll do it. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Uh, then, <laughs> if you were lucky enough to order it, the Borderlands Handsome Collection Claptrap in a Box Edition, uh, which is not available anywhere, but coming to eBay soon. <laughs> well, um, retailed for three ninety nine. So me. eBay, what are we thinking? Like probably twelve hundred bucks. A thousand. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, it looks freaking awesome. So it has a remote controlled claptrap. That's oh, cool. Controlled via the claptrap app. Yeah, that's the claptrap app. Freaking amazing, man. Oh, all right. Um, and it's got a camera on it. And it's on one wheel like the real claptrap, and it holds itself up. It's so cool. Yeah. Just yeah. saying. 12 lithographs and a collectible steel case with well, the handsome I think, I think collection we can actually, desk. I think we can actually say it is collectible, though. They, were, they only made 5,000 of these. I suppose so. But you know, the whole thing would be collectible. They don't have to call out the steel case That's a good point. as being collectible. That's a good point. You know? Yeah. But just saying steel case... Uh, isn't sexy enough. You have to say collectible steel case. <laughs> it's PR, you know. That's how these things work. Covered in the sweat um, of one of the developers. Yeah. And then we have something called Bloodborne. Bloodborne. Uh, it's fifty nine ninety nine, And uh, same thing here. There is a collector's edition that will be soon available on eBay. <laughs> uh, but that wasn't I, limited, no, I, was it? You can pretty much just find that anywhere. Uh, no. <laughs> can you find it somewhere? I never looked because I'm not crazy enough to try to get into that game. Uh, because I know my limitations in the three or four times that I've played Bloodborne. I've probably lasted about five minutes each. Well, I didn't even look. No, actually, I played it at... One of the events we were at, you, and didn't you play it at a PSX? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't remember where, where I played it, but wherever it was, I played it. I actually didn't do too bad. Mm. Um, so let me see. Oh, so that actually did retail for seventy nine ninety nine. Okay. Um, it is not available at Amazon. It looks like it might be available at GameStop. Although when you click on add to cart, nothing happens. <laughs> so maybe not. You're on a fishing site right now. I've just, I've never, oh, speaking of that. Uh, you went to gamesrop.com. I got an email just as I was about to walk into the new office today. Yeah. Uh, I got an email saying that... Uh, this email address, blah, 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 has made a change to your Xbox account mm. and removed this. And I was like, what the fuck? And I started freaking out. Yeah. So I immediately click the link and it pulls up, you know, whatever login it is. And it was pre-filled because of my phone. Mm-hmm. And I hit enter and I realized I was like, you know what? That's probably the old password because I changed it maybe three weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course it failed. And then I went back in I started looking around trying to figure out how to get in and change my password. And I went and I looked and I'm like, wait, that was to my PS Nation address. Oh. I don't have it on my PS Nation address. And I realized that was a phishing attempt. Yep. And if they got anything, they got my old password. Wow. <laughs> so it didn't matter. But I went in anyway with the right email address and I changed the password anyway. Mm. And it has two-factor authentication on it. So it's not like they could have gotten in there anyway, you know? Right. 
or they shouldn't be able to get in there anyway. Um, so yeah, I was like, what the, and I was so pissed at myself for not realizing that that was coming to the wrong email address. It's just, I never, I rarely, rarely ever have any email coming in about Xbox live. Right. Me either. And, and my password and stuff like that. So when it came to that address, it just didn't even click in my head. You know, (laughs) I should have known it immediately, but it didn't even click in my head until after the fact. So, yeah, I've learned my lesson with my Xbox live account because that's gotten hacked like three or four times in the past, mainly on the 360 days when I would get on the, on the 360, but, um, I've got the two factor running too. And after I had to go through that month of, uh, recovery, because my account wasn't even working. Uh, I set everything up on there now, so. Well, yeah, that was the stuff I was thinking about. I was like, oh, fuck me, and what am I going to, oh, this is going to suck, and I'm about to walk out. I, I don't have time for this bullshit. I can't sit on the phone with myself, <laughs> what am I going to do? And then I realized, oh, my gosh, it was all a scam. Ugh. But, see, that's good. That's why I don't put anything on that podcast address. Yeah, I put it yeah. all on and a weird address that nobody's ever going to know but me, you know? Well, the thing um, is, if they, if they tried to hack my accounts now, PSN, <clears throat> Xbox Live, or whatever, I don't have credit cards on any of those accounts. Oh, yeah, I don't either. So it's, it's a pretty minimal uh, amount of damage that they could do. Yeah. It's yeah, not like they can that's... delete games that I own, that sort of thing. Yeah. You know? It's just, it's, it's an annoyance. Yeah, it's an annoyance. Yeah. So, all right, this uh, this collector's edition, um, which appears to be available at GameStop, they have an exclusive starter edition mini e-guide. <laughs> what? Yeah. It probably tells you means... where the ladder is that everybody kept missing at uh, PlayStation Experience. Uh, like, uh, so... like Rambler. I, didn't, I couldn't find the ladder that was right there. Uh, the collector's edition has a premium steel but not a collector's a premium steelbook game case a premium art book and a digital soundtrack i would love to see one that says they have an analog soundtrack that'd be awesome if it came with like a record (laughs) well hohokam did that they did a full 33 and a third record right but it didn't come with it. it i mean no but just think of of going to the going to gamestop or going to like target or something to get the game and there's like a record strapped to it, and you're like, "What the hell is this?" I'm sorry, fucking awesome. Kids. What the hell is this? Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, <laughs> we had Thomas on the other night. Okay. Because it dawned on me, I I didn't get any of the new ones recorded, and I was like, "Well, wait a second, like, like Netflix or Amazon, somebody's got to have it," and. I hit Amazon because that was, I don't know why I hit Amazon, Um, but they had all the movies and it's all for prime. And I was like, Oh, perfect. Oh, nice. So I'm skimming, I'm just scrolling across them on the screen and he's like that one. And I'm like, which one, this one? No, that one. And I'm like that one. Okay. Yeah. That one. So we hit it and it's, it's like a really older, much older one, but it's a compilation of a couple episodes. And, um, the the dude there's like the the station master guy who's there this british guy yeah 
and he's talking about this party he's going to have. And then he pulls out like an old Victrola, yeah. <laughs> like with the whole, and Mason's like, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like, that's a record player. There's music going to come out of that. And he's like, what? What's that? <laughs> and he holds up a record. He's like, what's that? <laughs> Did it play? I've got something in my pocket for you. That's what it sounded like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he pulled out three different records. I'm like, that's just like the, that's, that's, that's like the discs that we put in when we, you know, cause he puts them into the, to the PS3 and everything and sure. the PS4. He's like, Oh, he wants to do it. And I've taught him to hold around the edges and everything. <laughs> Where are these gloves, yeah. boy? Yeah. Um, but it was so funny. Like when I saw it, I was like, Oh my gosh, he's never seen anything like that. He's not, it's just baffling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Um, all right. So bloodborne collector's edition, if you can find it, seventy nine ninety nine. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Twenty bucks. Like you get a decent amount of stuff with it. Uh, and then, because they don't have enough of your money. Hell no. Uh, we have the Skylanders Trap Team. Three different uh, things, basically. <laughs> For Easter 2015. Oh, God. Is there no shame? None. So you have the mini... Wait, let me see what that was. The mini Power Punch Pet Vac Character Pack. Okay. Uh, And what these all look like... um, Because I see these in the store all the time. Sure. These all look like characters that... You know, they're just variants, basically. Like with a new hat, are, you're saying? Yes, yes. But these are all Easter-colored, uh, basically. So that's pretty much all they've done. Uh, Is it sponsored by Peeps? <clears throat> oh, no, Paws. Sponsored by Paws. Uh, yeah, so the uh, Mini Power Punch Pet Back Character Pack, eight ninety nine. Uh, the mini excellent oh, uh, we Ruptor character pack, uh, and that's the one I think they turned into a soccer ball too during like the World Cup. Um, that one's eight ninety nine. Uh, sounds worth it. And this is a trap, one of the trap dealies, and it is the Earth Easter trap pack with like a bunny on top of is it. Is it the basically. bunny from uh, Holy Grail? No. He can leap about. Look at the bones. And he is also eight ninety nine. So every wait those those little trap things are like five or six ninety nine. So they're jacking up the price just because it's an well, Easter. It's one. Easter. I mean, wow. Why not completely take advantage of people's beliefs? <sighs> wow. Yeah. Okay, and then for the Vita. Oh, I'm sorry. That is also for the PS3. That's all they have are the three Skylanders character packs. Uh, and for the Vita, Lego Ninjago Shadow of Ronin mm-hmm. for twenty nine ninety nine. Yes, and that is it. All right. Well, we were going to have this last week, and uh, we had some timing issues, so we decided to... Get the guys on the line uh, to talk some Rocket League. So we uh, talked to Jeremy and Thomas from Psionics for Rocket League, which, of course, is the follow-up to Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars. <laughs> First mm-hmm. try. Uh, so talk to these guys for a little while. Uh, give it a listen, yo. 
All right. We are joined by a couple of fine individuals that are working on a game that both Josh and I are very excited for. Uh, obviously, we've been talking a lot about the first game in this now. I guess you can call it a series. Uh, but we're here to talk today about Rocket League coming out for the PlayStation 4 soon. So, gentlemen, uh, introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about what you do in the game. Hi, I'm Thomas Silloway, and I'm the project lead and also a programmer. Um, so I do a lot of the organizing and scheduling and making sure everything's getting done on time and accurately. And uh, I'm Jeremy Dunham. I am the director of marketing and communications, and I do a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff for the game, putting uh, various things together uh, on the business side, and also doing a little bit of uh, extra design work to help the team out uh, here and there. Cool, cool. So for those that don't know what Supersonic Acrobatic Rocket Power Battle Cars is, or was... Uh, and, and what Rocket League is going to be, I guess, kind of talk a little bit about what the game originally was on the PS3 and I guess what we can expect with the PS4 version now. Sure. Um, they're both, the core of them are very similar. It's cars playing soccer, except these cars are really special. They can jump, they can boost, um, and in combination, you can kind of like jump and boost up through the air and fly across the field and score like amazing flying goals with your car. So it's a really interesting combination of kind of like FIFA with uh, soccer and driving cars. Yeah, and the whole thing is physics based too. So we, when people, what we hope happens is when people are playing the game, that the cars do the sorts of things that they expect them to do. That there isn't anything special they have to to learn or teach themselves it feels unnatural, that they can just hop in and start playing and, and the ball goes where they want it to. That's that's one of the things that we think that's carried over from the first game into this one. And I, and I think, I don't, tell me if you disagree, Thomas, but I, I think that's one of the things that we've kind of done better in Rocket League compared to the first one in terms of accurately recreating physics and the idea that the ball is going where you're aiming it. Yeah, I would say so. Um, <laughs> I mean, you basically just drive your car straight forward into the ball. You can turn, you can power slide, but your main goal is just to whack that ball into the goal. It's sort of like the freeways here in San Diego when we go home. That's pretty much what it's like. Don't, by the way, public message, if you get on the freeways here, make sure you're insured. Make sure your car can go up to at least 100 miles an hour. And you have your seatbelt on. <laughs> I've always been in a cab in San Diego, so that's even worse. <laughs> yeah. I drove in San Diego, but that was back in... 99? <laughs> Were there even cars back then? <laughs> <laughs> Last century. Wow. Yeah, I just realized that that was. Wow. I was riding yeah, a donkey. I, and then I drove from there up to L.A. I, I'd never been to the West Coast. And San Diego was the first place I'd ever been to the West Coast. And drove around and drove up to L.A. That was nuts. Did you like it here? Yeah, I love San Diego. Yeah, me too, actually. Oh my gosh! Well, I was there. I was there on a business trip. I, my business lasted about a half hour on a Wednesday, and I didn't have to be back here till Monday. <laughs> now, on those so, drives, did you kind of run into these big, oversized soccer balls at all? I was <laughs> looking for them. I don't those know. are called yeah. speeds out here, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, the, the first game was built in the Unreal Engine, right? Yeah, uh, the first game was built in Unreal Engine 3, and Rocket League is also built in Unreal Engine 3. 
main reason for that is we started working on Rocket League a couple of years ago before Unreal Engine 4 really started taking off. Um, and by the time UE4 finally was like getting more polished up, we had already mostly finished with the core game, and we were just adding additional supporting features. Nice. Okay. So, I mean, are we looking at kind of similar modes, similar like 4-on-4, four 3-on-3, four, 2-on-2? Three three, two two? Uh, I guess what's the same and what's changed, really? Right. So um, the core game is pretty much the same um, as far as, like, offline split screen and playing online. You can play 1v1, 2v2, 3v3, 4v4. Um, but one thing we're introducing this time is we're putting all of those in playlists, and there's an additional playlist for online called Beginner Mode. So if you are just starting out, you can play with people that are also just starting out. Um, That's good. Yeah, so it, it makes the transition into online play a little bit easier because I know a lot of people are a little bit timid of playing online because they're afraid of getting crushed. <laughs> well, especially right now when I had the game going the other night, um, we had two people that were just insanely good. And I'm like, really? You just lurk around looking for games and just come in and own everybody pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that can definitely happen when you get people that have been playing it for like seven years. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've, yeah. Run, I've run into quite a few members of our community playing it, and they're like, "Oh, it's you!" and then proceed to destroy me. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Nice. Uh, so one of the things that you know we deal with on the PS3 right now, uh, especially because the PS4 and the Vita uh, have allowed them to increase the amount of friends that you can have in your friends list. So we couldn't really set up a private game on PS3 uh, this last week because my friends list just, it's, it's so haggard now. You don't know who's going to be on there and who can't be. Um, for setting up a private match in Rocket League, is it still going to be tied to the friends list or are you going to be able to set up a lobby that's password protected or anything like that? So in Rocket League, private matches are actually going to be supported by our party system, which is actually a new thing that we're bringing to Rocket League that wasn't in the original game. Um, So basically, you'll party up with people that you want to play a private match with, up to eight players, and then the leader of the party will set up all the options for the private match, and you'll just go straight into the game from there. So it's kind of like a lobby system, but your party is like persistent throughout all modes of play. So um, while you're waiting for people to join your party, you can be off playing like single player or whatever. Um, and once the party leader starts the match, then everyone will go into that private match together. Okay. As far as the original game is concerned, that's one of the things about uh, Battle Cars is that we actually had to uh, patch it a while ago because it used to run on the, the GameSpy servers before yeah. they shut and yeah. so the way that matchmaking works now and the way that uh, the, the sort of options that you have, we had to limit them a little bit when we, uh, we did the patch because if uh, we basically had a limited amount of time to do that, but we wanted to make sure that after the game spy servers went offline that people still had the options. So it was a little bit easier back in the day. To, it's also when there were, there were a lot more players. Um, it was a little bit easier back in the day to, to do uh, matchmaking at that point. That, that's probably why I had a little bit more difficulty on uh, battle cards this time. Well... Just- well, no, it's also because the friends list is screwed. That happens in every game now. So yeah. <laughs> don't, don't don't take the blame for the for their problems. Does the original game still get uh, like a decent number of players? I mean, obviously it's dropped off from what it was, but I mean, do you guys keep track of that? Do you still see people on there? 
So when the GameSpy servers uh, went away, a lot of the metrics that we have for the new stuff went away, but we check often. We just hop in and we see what people are doing and we listen to them on the forums. And as far as that we can as far as we can tell, every time that we've checked, people are still playing the game yeah. every day. <laughs> Especially in Europe too. Like it's still actually pretty popular in Europe. Yeah. We well, know that games cool. are still being spun up every single day. We know that uh, a lot a lot of people that have been playing the game six years ago are still playing the game today. Uh, the only thing that we don't have now is because of the server change. We don't have, we don't know, you know, scores. We don't know uh, a lot of the super specifics about oh, okay. it. Um, our, our community is still asking us for patches, actually, on the next <laughs> battle cards. <laughs> <laughs> and we're work, we're actually working on one. <laughs> we're wow. we're going to do another one um, to uh, fix some trophy stuff. Yeah, but we figured we would rather put more of our focus into making Rocket League really awesome than continuing to develop like the online systems for Battle Cars 1. Yeah, yeah. But that's cool. That's cool that you still have a a pretty active community on that game this this many years later. Yeah, it's amazing. I didn't have too many problems finding people to play against that night. It, It only took about 10 minutes for people to start dropping in. Nice. Yeah, and people are still pretty active on our forums too, so that's a good place for your listeners to come and chat about the game. Yeah, so I saw that O'Neill Clan dropped in your stream last week, and <laughs> he's uh, he's widely considered the player by a lot of our community, or at least one of the players. So, uh, I, I, <laughs> that guy, if you know, once he's in your stream, if you're up against him, good luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name again? What, or that's his PSN name? Uh, O'Neill Clan. I believe is is, is the I, without the apostrophe. Yeah, mm, no, I'll, I'll have to go look. Yeah, I'll have to go look that up on the replay. I was too busy trying to like remember how to make all the moves and everything, and yeah, <laughs> it was kind of scary. Um, getting back a little bit to the party system that you mentioned, uh, and that you know the party system is built into the game. Um, is it going to interact at all with the PlayStation 4's uh, party system? Um, it's kind of built separately from the PlayStation 4's party system. Okay. Um, the main reason for that is because the PlayStation 4 party system allows you to be in different games, um, and we just thought it was going to be too confusing for our players to like be able to start up matches and stuff if we integrated directly into the PlayStation 4's party system. Okay. And the other reason is because we want to support it on PlayStation 3, which doesn't have its own party system, so we wanted to do oh. something similar for both of them. So that actually means there's going to be voice chat in the game on PS3. Uh, there will be in-game voice chat. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I meant. Because yeah, we were. I, I totally forgot that. It, that didn't it get ripped out of Battle Cars. I think there might be like some ongoing issues that we've been trying to resolve with voice chat for uh, Battle Cars One, but uh, sometimes it does work oh really <laughs> See, I, I, for some reason i thought i remember that it was in the game and then it got stripped out and at some point because there were too many problems there was there was a problem on the playstation side i don't remember anymore it's been so long it's it's been a long it's been six plus years <laughs> so, yeah. I, had a, I had a different co-host than josh when that game came out that's true so yeah that's crazy <laughs> Yeah, I was I was just a listener back then. Sucker. <laughs> uh, we had a different president of the United States when the game came out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Wow. That's that's how long it's been been kicking around. Wow. 
so I know Thomas, you and I. I don't think we talked about it when we recorded, but I know we talked a little bit about uh, one of the things that you wanted to change with Rocket League was to make the uh, the arena designs a lot more kind of open and. Uh, you brought up that specific arena that's in the first game that I didn't even see in the rotation anymore, where it had kind of that little portal through the middle of it instead of being wide open. Oh, I love oh yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't in the rotation. I couldn't pull it up. Uh, do you mean when you were playing the other night? Yeah. Uh, you you When I was watching your stream, you were actually playing on that one, Utopia, the one that has... It's like a circle, right? No, no, no. no yeah. I'm not talking about that one. There was another map that had... Like it was almost like an hourglass sideways, where it had kind of a choke point in the middle. Wasn't there? Uh, Maybe I'm no, wrong. I thought there was, was the one. It was. I don't know. I think you're thinking. <clears throat> I think you're thinking about the same one I am, which it was a big circle, and oh, no, on the back side of the circle was like a tunnel, basically. Oh yeah, we played that one. I thought there was another one. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> My head yeah, is fried. I, like I think. That that circle one that was oh the circle one gets crazy yeah that was yeah. one of my favorites well i mean so we have the original um like urban map there's that utopia map um that's the circle one there's the mm-hmm. desert map mm-hmm. um that is that what you're talking about the desert map um it has kind of like the curved up uh <laughs> sides on the edges i thought there was one that had like a really tight oh. choke point in the middle of it Maybe I'm totally wrong, so, and I'm thinking pirate no. ship map. No, not the pirate so, ship map. I remember that one. There's pirate ship. There's cosmic, um, which is the space one, and then there's stadium, which is like the outside one. I, I think that's all of our maps. I don't think we had cosmic in the rotation the other day. That that one doesn't sound familiar at all. Hmm. Huh. The- I, again, I was I was more concentrating <laughs> on like trying to pull off moves and just remember what the heck to do than anything else. Yeah. I actually watched you play on Cosmic too because I was trying to tell you to uh, double jump over the ramp to the goal because it's like the perfect height for a double I jump. I remember seeing that in the chat, yeah. <laughs> Come on, I'm old. I don't learn very quickly anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. You were doing fine. Yeah, I, I was actually pretty proud of myself toward the end. I had a couple of really great saves, so that made it, uh, that made it all that fun like rush back to me. Yeah. Uh, so, where are you guys at with the game? You know, are we still looking at? I think you were talking about trying to get it out in the spring. Does that still seem viable? Yep, we're still aiming for the spring. Um, right now, we're wrapping up kind of our beta process and finishing all of the features of the game, and also transitioning into fixing bugs. So, uh, we're getting very close to finishing. It takes a little while to like go through the certification process and getting your game actually on the PlayStation Store. So right. that's kind of uh, where we're at right now. Okay. Yeah, we're getting to the point now where we're actually going to be able to start talking in detail about a lot of the features we haven't been able to talk about yet because we didn't want to. We didn't want to start talking about them until we knew what we would have in the game and what we uh, maybe couldn't make uh, in time. But now, now that we know that we're actually really getting close to submission, uh, we can we'll finally be able to start talking about that stuff in the next couple of weeks. We think. Well, yeah. then why aren't we talking to you in two weeks? <laughs> <laughs> They're just trying to get back on the podcast again, Josh. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Give that's us fine. a call back in a couple of weeks. We'll talk to you again. Yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Skype's yeah. easy. Absolutely. Definitely. Uh, have you guys announced any type of uh, idea of a price yet? 
not an official one, but we we know that it's uh, going to be as affordable as possible. We we want we it's know free. That, <laughs> that would be the most affordable. Uh, <laughs> but we we definitely think that it's going to be uh, under twenty bucks, whatever nice. the price is. It'll be under that cost. Uh, we we have an idea of what it is, but uh, until we totally finalize it, we don't want to really overpromise just yet. But okay. it'll be affordable. And we think one of the things that we think will really stand out about it is uh, once we release it, any map that we release after that point is always going to be free DLC. We'll ne- we're never ever going to release a map as an add-on and charge you for it. it that will is always perfect. Be. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we've talked about that uh, with other developers that some do that and some don't, and when they don't, it splits the online community. Yep. Very yeah, that, that's that's why we hate it. We hate it. <clears throat> And so, <laughs> yeah. so that's that's the number one reason we're doing is that we do not want to split our audience. That's also why there's not going to be you know seven billion modes in Rocket League either. Because if you play if if you have a whole bunch of folks playing the same game at once or different games at once, it's really hard for matchmaking. I used to work on a game back in the day called Mag, and we had a ton of players in that game, but we had so many modes that after the first week, it became very difficult to start matchmaking in the majority of those modes because everyone was going off to the one or two they liked most. So, and we're very conscious of that sort of split here and we want to make sure that we focus on the stuff that people are going to play and that they're going to like. And um, so keeping the audiences together is one of our big, big uh, design points. Yeah. And that's another reason why we went to a playlist for matchmaking is and doing a map rotation instead of being able to select specifically which map you play on mm-hmm. because it really brings the whole community together like anyone that wants to play 3v3 can now play together instead of having the 3v3 community split across like six different maps or whatever yeah that's great perfect actually. yeah so you mentioned when we were talking about the party system that uh, you're also doing this for PS3 is is there any uh, solid info if it's going to be cross by cross save any any of that stuff. Well, for clarification on that one, it's we're trying to get it on PlayStation Three. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> we, when when we looked at the game originally, we we're like, let's get it on as many platforms as we possibly can. We looked at pretty much every platform you could think of as a possibility, and then uh, reality set in. We're like, well, we're we only have between seven and ten people working on this game at any one time. And so we had to really narrow our scope platform-wise. So for us, it's always been about PS4 and PC, and then other platforms after that. If we can, if we can swing it, we can do it in a timely manner. Then we will. Okay. And uh, the PS3 one would be the next platform of choice that we could do after uh, after those two. And so that's really what we're referring to is um, in the in the event that we could actually do it. Uh, but so right now, if in that scenario, yes, we would like them to be able to be uh, to play with each other if it happens. And you know, to be honest, right now we're still trying to figure out if that will happen. Okay, okay. that's fair. Which is why there's, there hasn't been like an official announcement or not yet. We're still we'll, we're still figuring out the logistics. <laughs> but, uh, cool. Well, all right. Uh, well, I mean, it was it was seriously it was great playing it the other night and. Uh, thanks for coming over to the stream and totally mocking me. And <laughs> really appreciate it. I guess I appreciate it. 
<laughs> Josh wasn't there to mock me, so somebody else had to do it. So uh, good job stepping up to the plate, guys. <laughs> no problem. Anytime. And Happy quite seriously, if you want to come back in a couple weeks and talk about uh, all the new new details and everything, we'd love to have you. Yeah, cool. for sure. Yeah, that sounds good. So if, if Josh is okay with it. Uh, I guess so. All right. We'll have you to. talk more San Diego. Yeah, I'd, well, I'd be fine with that, too. I would, yeah, I like San Diego. Food. Fantastic food here. Well, yep. I, I know one of the guys at Sony is all psyched because there's going to be a Phil's barbecue open like a block away from his place. Oh, that's Phil's. awesome. Yeah. I haven't we, heard about that. We have one about three blocks away from our office, but it's only open during baseball season because it's in the stadium. Oh, but yeah. Here's a, here's a tip. If you're in this area during baseball season, you actually wait. It's cheaper to buy a ticket to the game and then go in and buy Phil's barbecue inside the stadium. It's only cheaper, but it's quicker than going out to the actual other place and waiting. Because sometimes they have like an hour plus wait. Wow. It's yep. fantastic. Yeah, that stadium didn't exist when I was there. I actually went to a San Diego Gulls game. Huh. Yeah, they. I think that's the hockey team, right? Yes. Yeah, I think they just recently like reinstated the goals for San Diego in the last few weeks. Wow. Oh, wow. So, oh, that's yeah. cool. I think they've gone through like four or five iterations of that team now. Well, you know how icy it gets here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's. I, I was shocked. I didn't even know what it was. I was driving around. I was trying to find the baseball stadium, the old one. And all I had was this little paper map because there was no gps or anything back then um <laughs> and i saw a stadium so i drove to that stadium and it was dark and it was their lights were shining people were driving in i was like what is this? there's a hockey game here <gasps> hockey <laughs> and i pulled in and i bought a ticket and i walked i had a blast it was so much fun and i realized as i was as i was walking from the parking lot you know to the to the stadium I walked past the loading area, and I've told Glenn this. It, it it looked so familiar, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And once I walked inside, I remembered it's from Almost Famous. It's from the early scenes in Almost Famous. That's where they filmed it all. Wow. I don't remember that, but again, I'm old. Yeah. I, I, did, I didn't know that. I, I saw that movie in a theater, though. Also proof that I am old. <laughs> <laughs> a theater? You didn't stream it on your digital display? I did. What's worse is I'm I'm so old that I saw that movie in the theater and I remembered the time period in which it took place. Yeah, us too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's like, a reason I, we talk about '70s and '80s stuff on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong with that. No, not the at 80s, all. The '80s was fantastic. It was the it was, was the last great bastion for kids' movies that didn't oh, model. Yeah. Toys. Yeah, an article just got put up by somebody today saying 1985 was the last great year for for uh, memorable movies or something because the Goonies came just out. About, and, yeah, eighty yeah. five <laughs> was pretty spectacular when you look at all those movies that came out. <laughs> it's true, very true. Yeah. Stand by Me was eighty six though. So oh well, there's still some good ones out there that came after eighty five. But Stand by Me always <laughs> gave me hope because the fat kid ended up. Uh, marrying a supermodel. <laughs> so. well, Jerry model. He also became a giant. Exactly. Yeah. That was so weird. And my my old co-host Mark hates Jerry O'Connell's guts. <laughs> Is it because he grew up to be? I, I have no idea. But when 
when we found out that he was in the uh, Veronica Mars movie, Mark just flipped out. He's like, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> Sliders. You must have really liked the end of Scream 2. Maybe that's what it was. Yep. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, sorry, it is It is 15 years old. <laughs> 16 years How could you hate the star of Sliders? Dude, I mean, come on. I don't understand it because I think Jerry O'Connell's awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. he just. I've, I've never seen Mark get so snappy about somebody before, too. It was and, just well, pretty funny. And the funny thing is, he's he's a gamer to the point where it's caused problems in his marriage. <laughs> Honestly, it's true. <laughs> like he's he's talked about it where she gets pissed that he, she's like off doing a modeling shoot or, or doing a movie or something, and she comes back and he's just been sitting there all day playing games. Yeah, she's like, what, what, clean the house, do something. He's like, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy over here. I'm playing Rocket League, maybe. Yeah, it's very important to get that done. Yes. <laughs> What's funny is that's exactly what happens at my house. Exactly. <laughs> I relate completely. Yeah. Well, I'm just sitting here jonesing because I finally got the uh, steering wheel hooked up to the Wheel Stand Pro so I can finally do some driving games. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's a good question. Is Rocket League going to support any wheels? I'm just kidding. I can't imagine playing that game with a wheel. Can you imagine trying to like flip and oh, dodge God. Fly through the air with a wheel? Where's the button? Okay. Where's the button? Well, then how about move and how about Morpheus? Yeah. What about uh, motion controls with the PlayStation 4 camera? How about that? <laughs> we can safely confirm that it will have none of that. <laughs> oh, think- tweet it, Josh. Tweet it. <laughs> we were thinking about a Morpheus version where you're a spectator and you're view is the view of the ball, so you're just like spinning around, <laughs> flying around the map. Our goal is to make you sick as quickly as possible. That, that's like a leaderboard thing right there. Like, who can go the longest without puking? <laughs> yeah. Um, I wonder if Morpheus has a puke sensor on it that we can detect. We'll, uh, we'll make some calls. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. You might, you almost have to do that, guys. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> just well, the most ridiculous to- mode for the Morpheus ever. <laughs> oh, that'd be we, great. we have to delay the game slightly, but we'll we'll, we'll patch it in later. Yeah, it could be a patch. I, I mean, mean Morpheus yeah. isn't coming out until 2016. Oh, you know what they just confirmed, Josh? Games, games. Uh, it's 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 been delayed. That's that's what's going on here. The 2016. Yeah. 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 Darn it. Yeah. If if we delayed the game to 2016, I think we would punch ourselves in the head. <laughs> okay, so I'm tweeting right now. That not happen. Just that- confirmed Rocket League postponed till 2016 to support Morpheus. <laughs> I think that's what we got out of this. Awesome. Well, uh, seriously, guys, we'll uh, we'll talk and we'll we'll definitely get you back on in a couple weeks when you can talk about more stuff. We'd love to hear it, and uh, we thank you for spending the time with us tonight. I know it's kind of late, so. Uh, thanks very much for for doing this. Cool, and thanks a lot for having us. Oh, definitely, yeah, anytime. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> no, no, thank you. <laughs> that, was a, that, was that awkward silence part. Do we hang up? Do you hang up? Do we wait? <laughs> no, just keep saying thank you. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> We want to go, but you're too polite. <laughs> well, I'm from Wisconsin. It's... <laughs> All right. Well, apparently we're going to have these guys back on the show in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the tease. That's the longest tease for any type of like, you know, coming up next. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so no, it was great. Uh, hopefully, we'll get them on again very soon to talk. And uh, yeah, we'll hopefully get some more details on Rocket League. I know I'm excited. Yeah. And I want it. I want it. All right, Josh. Deal out mm-hmm. the most devastating yet completely expected news. Mm. Uh, Uncharted 4 yeah. has been delayed <laughs> till spring 2016. Oh my God, Xbox wins. We're done. That's it. We're done. Well, Sony has yeah. no games this year. According to Microsoft, Xbox does win because I keep getting uh, promoted tweets. Oh God. From them. That say Xbox One is the best place for exclusives or something along those lines. <laughs> yeah. Which just, it makes me giggle every time I see it. Well, there is a rumor that uh, NFL 2K is coming back and it's going to be Xbox exclusive. That's okay. That's fine with me too, yeah. doesn't really bother me at all. Because I have an Xbox, so if it's good, I have it. I don't care. Well, but the other thing is, <laughs> I mean... Look at how 2K's kind of handled baseball for the last few years. You know, the baseball game they're not even doing anymore. Yeah. Um, I mean, NBA 2K is fantastic for the most part. I'm sure Chillionaire would have some some response to that. But uh, I just don't have any faith that if they did NFL 2K, it would be any good. I would, I would you know, Pixar it didn't happen, basically, because it's not going to be the same team that used to work on that series back in the day. It's it's in name. It's it's the same thing, but you know. Well, I if it's if it's for real, this is all rumor. It's all rumor, uh, yeah. At the moment, uh, but if it's for real, I welcome our new ant overlords. Um, I <laughs> I I welcome it. I I would really like to see. I would love to see the Madden. competition. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see Madden get a kick in the ass and have to actually do. A little bit more than what they've been doing. I mean, I know that they put a ton of work into it every year and they, they do a lot of updates and stuff like that, but we still get some of the same dumb dopey shit that shouldn't be there Agreed. this much, this far into the game. I mean, yeah, work on some new stuff. That's cool. But, but address the dumb dopey obvious in your face crap that still shows up in this game year to year. Yeah. Fix that first and then do some of the cool stuff. I agree. Uh, that makes me nuts, but yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I, I hope it is true and whether it's exclusive to Xbox one or not, uh, whatever we'll say, you know, if it is, I, I would bet. All right. Oh, Say it's true. Say this is all true. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. If it's true, I would bet that it's only going to be exclusive for that first year. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if it does well, it will come out on both platforms the next year. Yeah. it's. I mean, any deal like that, it would be Microsoft is going to handle all the marketing, blah, 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 like they have a lot of the other games like Evolve and everything. Um. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen like three or four mentions of it now, <clears throat> but again, it could all just be you know the internet fire that starts where it's a little match, and then all of a sudden it's a, a wildfire, yeah. time flat. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I mean, you know, 2K just did that with with Evolve though, where they it wasn't exclusive on the Xbox One, but they had all the uh, the marketing and everything pointed at Xbox One. Yeah. So well, but that's the thing. I mean, if you think about it, you're trying to resurrect. Uh, 
to be fair, it's a somewhat beloved franchise. It's one that people have been pining over for a while. Yes. They, oh, I wish 2K was back. I wish NFL 2K was back. You know, and you're trying to resurrect it with a brand new team and you're trying to build a full-on football simulation game uh, from scratch, basically. Well, it could, uh, it could have been happening for a long time now. They could have been working on it for two, three years by now. and It could have, yeah. but still, that's a big undertaking, oh, yeah. and it's a big risk to take oh, because yeah. that's a lot of money you're pouring into that. So doing it just on one platform mitigates the risk a bit. You know, you can get that one platform, and it's it would make sense to go with, with Xbox because – they have more to gain from it. Xbox, Microsoft does. Oh, sure. Microsoft would lay out more money to get that because they need that. They need something like that, an exclusive and something that people love that they can point at and say, hey, look what we have. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if, if you look at it from that standpoint, it makes sense logically to do it that way and see how it sells. And if it works, then... You know, you move forward with well, it. Well, let, let, let's just start an internet rumor now. The reason that Borderlands One is not in the Borderlands collection is because they needed the money to develop a new NFL 2K for the Xbox One. Well, that's exactly right. why that happened. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody else gets to make stuff up. Why don't we get to? Sure. Why not? Damn it. Um. Yeah. So Uncharted Four. <laughs> oh yeah. Spring Uncharted 2016. <laughs> <clears throat> Like I've always said, I'd rather the game be good, be late and good, than be on time or early and have a 12-gig patch on the first day yeah, because it's all broken. It's all old um, and busted. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. I Honestly, not I'm not dog. surprised. I was, I was even joking about it. Like, well, wonder where we're going to get the uh, Uncharted 4 delay. Yeah. And now we found it's, that. It's Naughty Dog. I, I don't care. Yeah, I just like, I want it right. Like, I don't want it now. I want it right. Yeah, exactly. I, when I say I don't care, I mean I don't care when it comes out. I because I know when they say it's ready, it's ready. Yeah, and it'll be freaking awesome because it's Naughty Dog and they know what they're doing. So yeah. they'll do their thing. They'll get it right. They'll take their time. Fine for me. Yep, there's plenty of games to play. Oh my god, yeah, I'm I'm way behind on stuff. I uh yeah, I have like 3 that I've downloaded I haven't even touched yet. So, uh yeah, I I I agree completely. I would rather see it right than than like right now and and uh, you know, I have faith. Naughty Dog has not given us a reason to not trust them yet. Yeah. Every now and then we're like, "Oh, is this going to work?" Oh, and it does. It always does. All right. Well, uh, a lot of rumors. I think we even brought this up a little bit last week, but it has been confirmed now. PS4 firmware 2.5. Some new features have been confirmed on the PlayStation blog. And who knows, by the time you hear this, maybe it'll be out. Not sure yet. Uh, But here's some highlights. So the the thing that we talked about before where you can actually take a sub account and convert it to a master account on the PS4. Uh, which you can actually do on the website now, but you're going to be able to do it on the PS4 after this firmware hits. Also, one that I could care less about, uh, a Facebook friend search, so you can be on the PSN and look up your Facebook friends. I, okay. But maybe it's... All right, I don't know. Well, it's know. The, social, the, the social 
interaction that that they've always promised on the PS4, and that's fine. I, I personally, I don't really care about linking my Facebook stuff to my PSN. No, I'm not doing that. But maybe, and and this would make sense, and this would be cool if the, I don't know how this works, and I don't think they expanded on how it's going to work. But what would make sense for something like that is to be able to look up your friends on Facebook, you know, the people that you know on Facebook, and if they've tied their account, it says, oh, and here is their PSN ID. No, that's what it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense, and that's actually a good thing for people who are very much into Facebook and have all their friends and may not even know that that guy they went to college with has a PlayStation. Well, you know what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get them to put something like this in that integrates with our PlayStation Nation forums. Because obviously our forums are more important than Facebook. Well, fuck yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll make a call. I'll make a call. Okay. All right. Uh, this one is actually pretty badass, and I'm very surprised by it. Uh, remote play and share play are now going to support 60 frames per second. Are you kidding me? That's pretty wild. Yeah. Uh, that That's really, you know, it, that's showing that the Gaikai stuff is really coming along nicely. So uh, I'm very interested in that uh, because we do do some stuff over share play every now and then, especially for reviews and that is pretty damned awesome. Uh, also, and that's why, again, I think that this patch or this firmware patch is going to be out like any time now because they've been talking up Bloodborne a lot with remote play, like how it is on remote play and everything else. And I think that remote play uh, supporting 60 frames per second, they're trying to tie those two things in. And since Bloodborne comes out next week, I think that's why they're pushing this so hard. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all I see. Uh, also, some new ex- yeah, accessibility options. I almost I don't even know what I was going to say there, uh, including such features as enlarged text, text to speech, and allowing players to rearrange button assignments on the DualShock Four, which is huge, uh, in order to help those with limited manual dexterity. So now it's not going to be a thing where you have to rely on the game developers to allow you to make those changes on the controller. It's going to be in the OS itself. That is humongous. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't tell you how big that is. Uh, yeah, but I think that's, uh, I don't think that's going to be set up per game. Like if you change it, that's, yeah, I think it'll be because a it's universal an accessibility yeah. thing. Yeah. But the thing is like, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how deep it goes, but that, I mean, there, there are groups out there that, uh, have been trying to get game companies to do this for a long time. And, and you know, with my left hand, I always had a problem on Warhawk uh, with the, the L1 trigger for mm-hmm. uh, for homing missiles. And it would have been nice to... And I told Dylan uh, Dylan, Cuthbert, Dylan Job this uh, a while back. I said it would have been really nice to be able to swap those out because, you know, I just... I don't... My, my left index finger barely works at all. Uh, I can't even bend it all the way. And for me to use L1, that's that's where... My my main problem always lies with controllers. So it would have been nice to be able to do that. So it's very cool that Sony is uh, stepping up to the plate with this. Uh, mm-hmm. Very proud of them. Uh, other enhancements include games with a 0% trophy percentage can now be deleted from your trophy list. That's pretty cool. But, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it would have been cool like six years ago because now I'm not going to go dig through... 600 games and well, figure out which one has a 0%. That might help your trophy list load up faster. 
<clears throat> there's only like three that have a zero percent and I'm, uh, well, I don't know. I'm sure mine's worse because a lot of times like when we get a game for review, I might throw it in and play it for half an hour. So I have a lot on my list that are zero before I send yeah, it out. So. It's, it's more than three, but yeah, I, I don't think I can so f- scroll all the way back through that list and figure it out. So four? Maybe. All right. Yeah. Uh, and then this is, I think this is actually really cool. I'm not a trophy guy myself, <laughs> but I think this is really neat. When a trophy is unlocked, a screenshot will be taken automatically at, the, at that moment. That is cool. That's pretty neat. I, I, I like that they're doing that. Uh, also, especially for uh, those in Europe, ability to share videos to daily motion now. So uh, instead of just being able to share videos to YouTube, you'll also be able to do it to daily motion if you so choose. And there's some other stuff as well, uh, kind of smaller things, but uh, that those are the major parts of it. Pretty nice, pretty nice uh, substantial update. Mm-hmm. Torgo Likey. Yeah, I'm just trying. I'm just. Oh, I, I also love the fact that they're still uh, giving code names to all the uh, um, all the firmware. And the funny thing is, Dave missed out on a huge, huge thing coming with this firmware because he just gave the highlights. Suspend resume is being added. No, it's up in the top. Is it? Sorry, Dave. Read it. Uh, <laughs> hold on, I have to go back. Where what? Oh, it's not in bold. That's why I didn't see it. Well, I I went back and did all the bold. Okay. Because it just made it easier to read everything. Okay, so it's Josh's but fault. Yes. Okay. Well, suspend no. resume is finally coming. No, it's not Josh's fault it's because Josh's fault. Dave wrote it in the paragraph. What am I going to bold one word in the paragraph? No, yes, that's dumb. It's two words. No. It's suspend no. and resume. I'm not going to bold that in the paragraph, no. <laughs> so anyway, uh, codename Yukimura, which I, th- I think is just awesome that they still give code names. But uh, Suspend Resume, will be, which will be supported by nearly all PS4 titles. So the game actually has to be uh, made to s- support it. But it's going to create an atmosphere where your games are immediately available at any time. Just pick up your DualShock 4 wireless controller, hit the PlayStation button, and get right back into the action of your games. Uh, when it's time to log off, simply put your PS4 in rest mode, and when you power up the next time, you'll start your game where you left off. Spend less time getting into your games and more time playing them, that they say. So, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now they'll have to find something else to bitch about that that's being added. Oh, they will. Oh, wait, they still have Drive Club PlayStation Plus Edition to bitch about. There's that, but I'm sure there was something else that was at the initial reveal that hasn't made it to the firmware yet. Trying to think um, of what else we saw there. That was the big one. Well, how about all right then? How about stuff that's on the PS3 that is still not on the PS4, like the media server functionality? Well, yeah. yeah. So you Plex. Yeah, there you go. No, I don't have Plex. <laughs> I'm not paying. For oh wait, that, that's so. right. I just go to my PS3 and use it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It needs to be on there. I'm just being an asshole. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people that sold their PS3 or never had a PS3, yeah. and they say, "Where's my media server functionality? Why? What is this?" Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't done that yet. Honestly. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, what else? Nothing comes to mind. That might be the last <laughs> thing from the uh, from the reveal. I'm sure there's something. I'm sure there is too. The internet will provide that information for us. Toot sweet. Yeah. Five minutes after this podcast is out, they're just going to know to come to this point in it and say, what the fuck? And go to the forums and tell us that we missed something up. 
Yep. 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 All right. Well, also going out to the internet. Look at this next one. I don't know why they yeah. don't just call it Josh Cause. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't know. So vote on Just Cause 3's Collector's Edition. Uh, Square Enix wants to know what you want in a collector's edition. So they've set up a site called vote.justcause.com. And they have 12 choices and you have to pick three. Uh, and they're going to tally up the votes and throw them all out and put in the three that they've decided were the cheapest to do. Um, or not, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, or they will no, no, actually really. take... They, they voted for the cardboard insert, I swear. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what's available is a mini art book, Meh. a destructible general statue puzzle. That's cool. Uh, Diecast vehicles, map of Medici, uh, grapple hook replica. Oh shit! I'm voting for that. Backpack, RC copter, yeah. a diorama. That looks cool. Well, there's like three dioramas. One uh, with Rico jumping through flames. One with him on the back of a car as it's flying through the air over a tiny town. Yeah. Um, terror in tiny town <laughs> and one of him on the back of a jet, which yep, looks, looks like, like a shark, uh, breaching the surface of the ocean. <laughs> uh, cause it's only the top, the front third of the jet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's that. There's a nine inch Rico and a steel book. Ooh, is it a collector's steel book? Not yet, because nobody's voted on it. Damn it. it! Then we'll find out if it's a collector's steelbook. <laughs> That's pretty cool, um, though, that they're leaving it up to people. I, I've seen this in, in some other instances, and it's always seemed to work out pretty well. Yeah. It's it's nice. I mean, it's nice. That, I do like that the idea that they're giving people the chance to vote <clears throat> and have a say in what comes out rather than, here's what you're getting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not really interested in anything here, but okay. You don't want that grappling hook? No. Come on. <laughs> no. What am I going to do with that? Put it up on the wall, never touch it, let it gather no. dust. Come no. on, it's it's a it's a gaming collectible. For some reason none of this stuff really appeals to me. I like those little dioramas. I like the one where he's jumping out of the flames or the explosion. I think that one's pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I voted for it. Well, good for you. Yeah, baby. It's all about democracy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, next up. This one doesn't surprise me too much. Uh, so a couple of different things for Mortal Kombat X. Uh, first up, it is being delayed on PlayStation 3 and 360, uh, basically because the game is being developed for those platforms by a different developer. Uh, I believe Mortal Kombat X is actually in Unreal Engine, so it shouldn't take too much to you know to get it sca- to scale back and everything. But uh, it is being delayed on those two systems. But uh, in terms of good news, a new character is being added to the game as DLC. Unfortunately, not on the regular roster. Uh, Jason Voorhees is being added to the game, and he looks pretty badass. 
from the Friday the 13th game uh, movies. Games? No, movies. So pretty cool. Uh, the season pass for Mortal Kombat X will also feature four downloadable characters and run for 30 bucks. Wow. So each character is going to be $5 for this game. Hmm. Oh, wait. No, not five. Four to 30. 750 a character? Holy shit. That's expensive characters. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's almost on Evolve uh, level right there. That actually Different company, cool. too. Yeah? Wait, what? What? Did you, what did you say? Different company, I too. I thought you said same company. Like, wait, what? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go back and listen. No, my Skype is jumpy tonight. Right. I'm getting these little these little moments of silence and stuff. It's jumping all over the place. Hmm. So anyway, but I'm excited uh, again. This game scares the hell out of me in terms of just the complexity that that I think is going to be here. When we when Ember and I watched it last year, D three. I mean, we were both really excited, but at the same time, like every character has three different stances, and your fighting style changes completely, which means the moves all change completely for each stance and. I was, I was, it looked amazing. And then at the same time, like, oh my God, I don't want to learn all this. But I think it's, I still think the game just looks awesome. Hmm. Ooh, not good though. So what? the PlayStation 3 and 360 versions of the game being done by high voltage. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. They've done a couple of good conversions, but most of the time high voltage usually screw shit up. Hmm. Just saying. But it is another yeah. Chicago studio, so that's probably why they went with them, because they're so close. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. Exciting news. Uh, Rory McElroy will now be, it'll now be called... Uh, What'll be called? What? Who? What? PGA Tour. Hey. Uh, Rory McElroy's Tiger Woods PGA Tour <laughs> 16. Well, as somebody said uh, today, now that Tiger Woods isn't on PGA Tour anymore or on the cover, uh, South Park, at a, a long time ago, South Park uh, predicted that there was going to be a Tiger Woods fighting game, so they said this frees him up for that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, at least uh, Rory is not um, married, so... Yet. Well, but, you know, there could be women coming out of the woodwork yeah, still. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's a four-time major champion. He's replacing Tiger Woods. Now, the funny thing is, I just went, because it dawned on me, you know, I know they announced, like, two years ago that they were dropping Tiger Woods. Right. But it... I. I started to wonder maybe they had a contract that ran through 2014. Oh, probably as long as there was a game released. And that's one of the other reasons why they didn't even release a game. They're like, you know what? Let's just focus on the new consoles. Let's give it another year and let's not put out a game this year so that we don't have to have his name on there and be embarrassed again for another year. Yeah. And but I can't find anything, so I went to Wikipedia to look it up. And the first thing I found on Wikipedia is that whoever wrote this entry, they're straight up wrong about all this stuff. Um, 
So PGA Tour is a series of golf video games developed and published by Electronic Arts. True. True. First introduced in 1998. False. Mm. As a part of the company's EA Sports line. It was first introduced in 1991. Yeah. On the Sega Genesis. But was it called because I have it. PGA, PGA Tour? Tour Golf? Okay. I couldn't remember if that was the name or not. <laughs> and then PGA Tour Golf 2 and 3. And then they started doing dates. Uh, it was PGA European Tour came in as well. And then 96, 97, 98. And then we got into that stuff. From its introduction until 2015. Tiger Woods served as the namesake and cover athlete of the series, which was known as Tiger Woods PGA Tour. Uh, Whoever wrote this is an idiot. Well, that's the thing. (laughs) That's the one big problem with Wikipedia (sighs) is that anybody can edit it. And a lot of times the information's wrong. You have to like double check your sources. So I should go in and edit this, but I can't because I'm not. uh, They'll dump on me and say, sources, you're not an editor. Get out of here. (laughs) I, I don't care. I don't. But I just, I just thought it was kind of funny that I, I jump in here looking for some information on maybe, you know, how long the contract ran or something like that. And the first paragraph I read, I'm like, wrong, wrong, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We were just talking about so. that uh, because the original Xbox, we used to play over at a buddy's house. We used to play uh, the Tiger Woods game then on the original Xbox. And it was mm-hmm. also on PS2 at the mm-hmm. time. And I played a lot on PS2 at home, but I go to my buddy's house and we'd all play these tournaments because it was great because you could actually just set up a tournament where you all three played. And mm-hmm. they ended up taking that feature out a couple of years later. We're like, what the fuck? That was the best <coughs> That was the best thing in the game. But I went down to pick up the CDI the other day because the, the stupid CDI crap that we're doing with this game's screen. And uh, we just started talking about Tiger Woods and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I remember back when we used to... Because you could, like, mash the button to get the spin faster on the, on the oh, ball yeah. and stuff. I mean, oh, yeah. You can still do that. Yeah, but it was just... That was, like, the heyday of that series. I thought that... Honestly, I think it went downhill after that. I loved the Genesis versions. I played the hell out of those, especially with my roommates. Yeah. Um, Because it was the first decent golf game on... On, well, I guess anything, really. No way, bra. Um, Lynx. Lynx on PC. PC Master uh, Ratio. Lynx, bra. The best ever, bra. I'm talking consoles. Oh. Come on, Jack Nicholas CD Golf of the TurboGrafx. (laughs) No, it was awful. It was terrible. Yeah, Yeah. right. (laughs) You have chosen Driver. I suggest Putter. (laughs) Driver. Yeah, it was was in the parking lot. Back in the day, yeah. 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 It was a lot of fun. And and that was the cool thing. Like I they got me buying those stupid things. I had it on PC at the time too. Um because and this drove me nuts. Talk about early DLC. They'd sell you the game and then they'd sell you separate discs that had new courses on them. Well Lynx did the same thing. You would oh. buy the new courses like TPC. And I did. Yeah. I did that with, I think it was 98, maybe 90. No, no, it wasn't 98. It was 96. It was one of them. Uh, One of the early ones. I remember it was like a gold, like the, the font was gold and the, the picture was tinted gold on the cover. Um, Whichever one it was, I have it upstairs in the attic somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, 
But the Genesis ones, I you know, you I got PGA Tour and Tour Two and Tour Three, and then that European Tour came out, and I was like, "Whoa! There's all new golfers and all new courses from around the hall. This is awesome! <laughs> so cool!" I was like, "I wish they would do this every year, but then you got like, can't they just put them all on one? Oh, this would be so cool!" <sighs> Fuck, <laughs> it's crazy. I love those golf games. <laughs> uh, yeah, I used yeah. to play Lynx all the time. I played the PGA stuff back in the day. Um, I mean, Lynx was just so awesome, but you had to have such a machine to run it. Just because, <laughs> I mean, it was like photorealistic back then for for how photorealistic you could get on a PC back in the day. Did you ever play? Here's a nightmare. Did you ever play the golf game on the Intellivision? I think I have it. Oh. Talk about brutal. <laughs> you were, it looked like the paddle from Pong and the ball from Pong. The golfer was the paddle and the ball was the golf ball. You had that disc on the Intellivision and you had to basically move the paddle in a circle around the ball to aim where you wanted to go. Yeah. So you had to line it up like that, but it was so sensitive that you'd get it just where you wanted. And as you took your thumb off, it would move. So you could never yeah. line it up. Perfect. That, and that Intellivision controller was so, oh, so shitty. It was brutal. This was awful. And it was such a shame because my recollection of it was it looked so much better than the Atari 2600 Golf yeah. that was available. It leaps and bounds better. Oh, yeah. Like next generation better at the time, you know? And I was at my friend's house and we were so desperately trying to play it, but you could never get a good shot off because you'd be trying to get that lined up just right and you'd try to quick hit the button before it moved again and you'd miss and the ball would go flying off into the woods and you're like, this sucks! <laughs> I don't think I ever oh. got into a console golf game until probably the NES, the Mario Golf on the NES. Or I think they just called mm-hmm. it Golf. But that was probably the first one that I ever like, actually got into. Because I mean, the one for the 2600 came out from Atari and I think there were a couple other ones, but you would just kind of play it and then you get bored with it and stop playing after a couple holes. You know, yeah, they weren't good no. early on, and that in television one, if it had controlled better, it would have been spectacular. It was, it was actually a really good looking game, and it could have played well if you could actually line the guy up without <laughs> it. it. That stupid freaking disc, man. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. People That's say the Atari fifty two hundred controller was shit. That was. That was one of the worst controllers ever, the Intellivision. The controller. Intellivision controller was equally as shit as the 5200. No. No, they no. Were, it was equally because no, each of them had worse. just about the same amount of bad things and good things. <sighs> but come on, Intellivision with the Intellivoice and B-17 Bomber? B-17 Bomber. But you couldn't control that. That's the best. I remember going to my <sighs> cousins all the time playing B-17 Bomber with the voice. <sighs> I was like, why don't I have an Intellivision? Oh, because I'm poor. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, golf is coming back, and it's hitting Xbox One and PS4, and I'm happy about this. Uh, yeah. I'd like a nice PS4 golf game, so. Fuck yeah. I'm excited for it. Well, yeah. I, I know they've had two years, and I hope they 
really yeah. kind of do it right. I mean, the last Tiger Woods that came out, I reviewed it, and it was that whole thing where, you know, the, the courses look beautiful, plays good and everything. They had the creepy baby versions of everybody. <laughs> um, but the biggest problem, and it was one of those things where fix the dumb shit first, EA, yep. before you go do everything else. The crowd was like four different characters cut and paste and just change the color of their shirts. Yep. And they all move in unison. Yep. And They don't have any excuses you know, now. Really, they don't. Well, but they, they did that. They did better with that in Madden this last year. I'm not saying it's great, but they did better yeah. with it. So hopefully they did better with it. Mind. But you've still got all the guys along the sidelines with the cameras that are all the same guy. Yeah. And they're not even the cameras are not even pointing at the action. <laughs> you know, they're they're just locked into place, not moving on the sidelines. And another problem I have with that last Tiger Woods, and this is another thing they better fix, is you'll play practice and things like that. Yeah. And you know, you're out on the course alone. There's no crowds. There's no anything, but you still hear the cheering and the awes and, and the, and clapping and everything else when you hit. And I'm like, where the fuck are all these? Is this all in my head? Where are these people that are making all this noise? <laughs> because they, they, they pipe in the audio from a, a college football game down the road. They just decided not to, turn off the sound in practice mode. Mm. I mean, that's, that can't be that hard to do. Yeah. It well, really can't be that hard to do. And the, and the thing that I really <laughs> hope they've learned their lesson on, and I know they haven't, I just know they haven't, is when you're going through your career and it says, oh, now you got to play this course, but you don't own this course. Mm, you know they're going to do that. Oh, <laughs> after seeing what they're doing with uh, the old premium pass on Battlefield Hardline, yeah, you know it's going to happen. Mm. But, the, you know, it, the problem with that is that's almost like saying in Madden, you only get half the stadiums. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's it's ridiculous, and, I, and I'm pissed off that they it get is. away with this. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because nobody else puts out a golf game. Yeah. Because the, I guess they have the exclusive uh, PGA license. Of course they do. Just like, just like the NFL. That's EA's yeah. MO. Didn't I that, mean, it's... But didn't that end already? The Madden one? Or, yeah. Yeah, the Madden one's done this year. The, the, this is the last year they have it. Oh, no, last year okay. was. 2014. Last year was, yeah. because yeah. it was supposed so, to be 2013, and then the they had the player strike. They extended a year. Yeah, so they extended a year, yeah. and yeah. So that's probably why the rumors are popping up all over the place about 2K. It's possible. Honestly, but, a bigger coup for Microsoft to, would be to get an actual baseball game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's killing them. Well, they had one. They had their own series back at, with the original Xbox. Yeah, it was awful. Inside pitch. <sighs> but they tried. Well, no, I mean, but at least... here's even the funnier part about Xbox. So when 3DO uh, divested all their stuff, Microsoft bought the High Heat series. They bought all the High Heat stuff. Now, High Heat was a great series for a long time until the very end, and then it just took a big pile of shit. Um, but they bought all that stuff, and, and they never did anything with it. Never. Like they, How do you not get a developer to make High Heat for your, for your console and make it an exclusive? You know, it, yeah. it's mind-boggling how they just let that go to waste. 
but they had their own. See, that was the thing. They, well, I mean, they were going all in. I guess they didn't have EA at the time, but they early on they did NBA Inside Drive, NFL yep. Fever, uh, NHL Rivals. Yep. You know, they had and what was their golf one? Links. Oh, they had links. Yeah, they bought links up. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Um, so they had, you know, they they were trying. They they were doing their own um, their own sports, uh, basically. Yeah. Um, but I guess, well, I mean, we've seen what Microsoft did. They just kind of backed out of all their first party studios, except oh, yeah. for like I mean, two. They killed Fasta Studios. They killed Rainbow Studios. They killed. Yeah. Um, I mean, Rare is nothing what it used to be, and everybody's pissed off about that one. There's, a lot of people left Rare because there's no creativity anymore. They're just a, a crap studio. A, oh, make Connect games. We don't care if it's good. Just make Connect games. And I mean, you hear about developers that left, leave there all the time about that shit. Yeah. Um, I, but like I said, I can't believe that you know they they had the inside pitch game on the on the original Xbox, and it was not that good. But I can't believe that they bought the high heat series up and they did nothing with it. I mean, they, they didn't even try. There was never even one rumor like, Oh, they're going to try to do a high heat game now. Nothing. They just bought it and they just let it sit. So it almost mm. seems like they bought it to keep it out of other people's hands at that point. Yeah. And it's stupid. Like it, it, it does make a difference. There are people that buy PlayStation fours just for MLB the show. And to not realize that, or to just not care to a certain extent, I it, it's just crazy to think that Microsoft lets that happen. You know, they're they're such they're the American company. They're the ones that always try to go after the American audience. And what is more American than baseball? <laughs> like, it it just yeah. seems like a no brainer to me. But I'm fine with it because I have MLB the Show, and well, it's tough to beat that game. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and that's one of the finest sports games available. Yep. Yep, I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So what we're playing and watching and stuff and junk. I guess I'll start mm-hmm. since I'm pretty much talking ex- exclusively after the break. Mhm. Uh, and before the break, go ahead. What's that? And before the break. <laughs> well, Josh was busy this week, so yeah. Uh, so played uh, Far Cry 4 Valley of the Yeti DLC. Played a lot of that, so I'm ready to do the review for that one. Uh, play some Battlefield 4, and we're noticing that it's starting to die a little bit. Uh, really tough to find a good server. Uh, I think their server, uh, um, like their server uh, filtering and everything else when you're looking for a server is kind of busted right now, too. Um, but... Yeah, got to play some Battlefield 4. Uh, you know, nothing really special or anything. Just played some more of it because we love it. Played a ton more of Axiom Verge, uh, which I finally got to pass the point where I was in the in the build that I had for streaming. Uh, still loving that game. Really enjoying it. Uh, I just wish I had more time for it right now, so I want to get through some other stuff so I can get back to it. Uh, and then this one came up, and, and everybody was talking about it, and it's crossed by on PS4 and PS Vita. It's a game called Scram Kitty DX. Looks great. It's a really neat idea. There's nothing out there like it. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing for like the first hour. I'm like, is this game broken? I don't know what the hell I'm supposed to do. I'm shooting this thing and nothing's happening. And then I figured out that I was shooting the thing and I was supposed to rescue. Good job. Yeah. Well, I wasn't wasn't doing any damage to it. 
But there's no instructions. I couldn't find any instructions, at least. Uh, it just throws you into the game. And, and I would do this thing, and I'm like, well, what the hell? I just died, right? What? And then I figured it out. So it's an interesting game. It's, it's you know, obviously a lot of puzzles, that sort of thing, trying to traverse through the levels. Uh, you're kind of stuck to the walls, though. And then you can jump between the walls, and you can kind of do this gravity stuff. Um, it's pretty interesting, and, and it, it's it's fun. I just need to play more of it. Um Played it on both the Vita and the PS4. They're pretty much exactly the same. I, I really didn't see many differences except for, obviously, looks a little bit better on the PS4, that sort of thing. Oh, my gosh, a Bloodborne commercial's on. They're marketing a game, Josh. Quit watching TV. Well, I just have it on in the background for light because it's so uh-huh. dark in this room. Oh, my God, they're showing gameplay. Dude, they're advertising a PlayStation 4 game. Oh, my God. That's, wow, 2015. Look at them. Uh, and then did my, usually I just do this every two weeks. So we went in and played some destiny the other night. Uh, got that new gun from the snake face guy, Zur or whatever his name is. Uh, it's a pretty cool gun. And then we did the raid, had some problems with it, the Crota raid. And then, uh, I got another goddamn sniper rifle. I have five sniper rifles now. Fuck this game. <laughs> The one thing I don't need is sniper rifles, and that's all it keeps giving me. And I got the gloves, though. I got some good gauntlets, but... Yeah. Still, I mean, you know, we go in every couple of weeks, and we play it, and then I start realizing, Jesus, we just did the same uh, the same mission three times. Once in the nightfall, once in the weekly, and once, I don't know what the other thing was, like for a bounty. But we did it three times in a row. Like, this is my complaint about it. We need more content, and we need a story. But... At least mix things up. If you're if you have a nightfall and then you have a, a daily or a weekly, at least mix them up. Don't make me do the same damn thing three times in a row. Be smart about it. It's so, hmm. it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, and then I got it cheap, uh, but I played some Forza Horizon Two this weekend on my Xbox. Um, I still, and I'm not the only one having this problem by any means. It is, it's starting to sound like this is getting pretty rampant, but I put the disc in, did the install, and then it, you know, downloaded the update. Took six hours. Six freaking hours. But people are saying it's happening more and more to a lot of people. So I don't know what it is, but fix your shiz, Xbox. Uh, wait, what took six? Wait, what, what? So I put the disc in for Forza Horizon 2 into my Xbox. Okay. Okay. My Xbox One. It did the install, but the way that Microsoft, the, the the way that the Xbox does it is when you put the disc in and it starts doing the install, it tr- it basically tries to um, also like infuse the update off the internet into the install process. So instead of downloading a patch like on PS4 and then it installs the patch after the fact, Xbox tries to do it all in one function, and it took six freaking hours. To do the patch. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I see what they're trying to do with, with the process and everything, and it doesn't work. It just does not work. Uh, and like I said, I am nowhere near the only one having this problem. There are a ton of people that are talking about it on NeoGAF, uh, on Reddit. Uh, even when I tweeted it, people are saying it's happened to them a lot more lately. So don't come at me saying, oh, it's just you, bro. No, it's happening to a lot of people. Not just with this game. It's happening just overall on Xbox Live right now to a lot of people. So, yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. But I played the game. 
Um, I mean, the thing is, I had the demo on my Xbox One for a while, and the demo was actually pretty big, so I pretty much got through all the content that was in the demo in the real game now. Uh, I had to replay all that crap. Uh, I don't like the radio stations in the game. I really hate them, so I, I turned off the, the music like I do in Drive Club. It, but again, I mean, it, it's a good-looking game. It actually looks better than Forza 5. Um, but it still doesn't feel like you're on pavement. Like, the feel is just, it's still sloppy to me. Uh, it's a little more arcadey, obviously, so it's a lot easier to come out of a spin, or, you know, if you're, if you're sliding too much, it's a lot easier to recover. So I get it, and I, and I get what the game is, is all about, but at the same time, it, I'm, I'm spoiled by Drive Club, and I'm spoiled by Gran Turismo 6 in, in terms of feel. And that's basically it. Uh, you know, it's not a bad game by any means, it's just, although I did find something. <clears throat> so... One of my complaints about the demo was, you know, in some of these races, they actually make you race through, like, uh, farm fields. It's not on the roads, okay? Oh, yeah, I played that in the demo. I fucking hated yeah. it. Yeah, so if you're in the cockpit view... <laughs> oh, I hated it. You can't see anything. Yeah. You literally can't see anything. But if you do outside the car, the car controls differently. I was sliding all over exactly. the place. Exactly. <laughs> so I did a yeah. test. I did the same race three times. Twice I did it outside the car because I wanted to get used to it and get the feel. And I was all over the place. I couldn't control the damn car. I was constantly sliding. I did, and I came in ninth, and I came in twelfth out of twelve cars. In in when I did the outside the car view, so I could actually see where the hell I was going. Then I did in the cockpit, and now I knew the course a little bit. I came in first hmm. because I could control my car. I was I was recovering from skids before they even started. It was a lot tighter. I swear to God, the control is actually different if you're outside the car. It's it actually is handled differently. Stop tweeting. You just told me to stop watching TV and you're tweeting. <laughs> Damn you! I had to respond to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Dale Dale Coolis uh, is at an arena football game, his first ever. Okay. And I'm shocked. I'm like I. What I tweeted to him, I said, I can't believe that still exists. And I said, my first and only game, and I looked it up, was literally 25 years ago. Oh, we have an arena football league in, in Milwaukee still. Wow. Yeah. I, I just don't hear about them at all. But for one season, uh, the Washington, D.C. team played on my college campus. <laughs> Jeez. At our at our basketball stadium. Yeah. Because uh, it's a 10,000-seat stadium. Um, ten thousand. I don't remember. It's a big stadium. Um, <laughs> but the deal was, like, for the first game, I guess they were trying to get everybody into it, and they said, you know, it's free for students. And I was like, fuck yeah, we got to read a football free for students. And we went down, we got our tickets, we saw the game. We went back like a week later. They're like, "All right, game." And we go up, and they're like, "Okay, that's like twelve dollars or something." We're like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, no thanks. And we all walked away. Oh, so yeah, yeah, we. I've been to a couple of random football league games. They're fun. Yeah, they're. It was kind of fun. It was interesting. But Crazy scores running up, and I really I can't believe that it's still going on. It's amazing that that it still exists. Hmm. Yeah, it's, I, I, from what I I'm hear, surprised. it's doing pretty well. Yeah, I'm surprised they, they do that well, that it's still there. Uh, the DC one didn't really do that well. They lasted three years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, 
it's Milwaukee. <laughs> we don't have an NHL team, even though they built the Bradley Center specifically for an NHL team oh. that we never got. But yeah, yeah, we're getting a new a new arena here now. It sounds like or Milwaukee. Really? Yeah, they're finally they they the new owners of the Bucks are apparently putting up half the money for the new arena, and then they're going to try to get the other half through taxes. Which uh, could they build it across the street from the other two basketball arenas? It's going to be right down downtown. the street. Actually, it's going to be yeah. It's, that's what's so stupid. Um, I mean, the, the thing is, the Bradley they, they have Center, to tear one of those down. No, because they point. use they use the old the Midwest Center, whatever they're calling it now. They use that for a lot of concerts and stuff. It gets used quite a bit. Because that's where the Bucks used to play years ago. Yeah, but... And it's so dark and dank. I love that place. But that's the thing. The, a new arena would have, you know, luxury boxes and all this fancy, nice stuff. Well, I, and that's where you put the concerts. Well, I think they're going to tear down the Bradley Center if they can. But my God, that thing's like eight feet thick of concrete. <laughs> but I think they're going to... I don't know for sure, but I think they're going to tear the Bradley Center down. But they're going to leave the Midwest they Center. They have to tear down. The Midwest Center is more of a convention center and everything, too. Well, all right, I get that, but they they have to tear one of them down. Well, I agree. Having three basketball arenas sit down like within blocks of each other is absurd. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, especially since they're so close to each other. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't know. I mean, the thing is, you got to remember that the Marquette uses the Brad, the Bradley Center now too, and so the, it's not just for the box. It's for a lot of other stuff, and they use it as a multi purpose center a lot. Uh, you know, like if they well, want to have a bake sale or something, there's the multi-purpose center. But you know what? They it's <laughs> funny they did that with um, the Spectrum, the old Spectrum, which was where the Flyers and Sixers used to play. Yeah, that was literally across the parking lot from the new building, <laughs> uh, and they kept it there. And they said, you know, we're keeping it there, and we're putting in a minor league hockey team. Yeah, which was freaking amazing because somebody gets hurt. Your AHL team is right there, like literally across the parking lot. Yeah. So it's not, okay, the guy will be here in three hours or the guy will be here tomorrow. The guy is at home 20 minutes away, 10 minutes away, you know? Um, well, but they were using that for smaller stuff. Yeah. And and the fun thing was, like, well, when the NHL went on strike, half the games, the AHL games, they put in the big stadium and they sold it out. Nice. And they had indoor lacrosse there, the Philadelphia Wings. Um, and for their bigger games, they would put it in the big place and sell it out. Right. Because it was that big down there. So, Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard all the details yet because I listen to the radio station <coughs> from Milwaukee most mornings. And, and they've been talking about it a lot. And um, I, I haven't heard what they're going to do with the other ones. But yeah... It, if you go down to Milwaukee now, uh, you can see where they're gonna where they're planning on putting the new one. I don't think everything's been finalized yet, but it sounds like it's probably gonna happen. Mm-hmm. I think what they well, should they... do is get like I guess the new Bucks owners. One of them has this insanely hot daughter, and like when they bought the Bucks, they sent her to the draft or something, and everybody just flipped <laughs> out about. It. I haven't. I don't know. I've never seen her, but we were all talking about it. We we're like, yeah, you know, if, if everybody bitches about the taxes, just kind of like parade her out and everybody will forget what's going on. <laughs> Cause that's all you heard about. Oh, did you see her? Uh, yeah. But I mean, you know, they were trying. So the, uh, there's a family in Milwaukee. <laughs> what? I just typed into the, I just typed into the, um, the Google machine. Uh, well, just the address bar. In the browser, uh-huh. Bucks 
O and I got Bucks O W. And what came up is Bucks Owner, Bucks Owner Daughter, <laughs> Bucks Ownership, Bucks Owner Daughter Hot. <laughs> That's so funny. That's <laughs> oh my awesome. gosh. Um Wow. So the thing is, oh yeah, I see that same thing. That's pretty funny. <laughs> so um the Bradley Center was built by, or the money was put up by by a family, a very rich family in Milwaukee, and and like I said, the whole deal was that they were building that to get an NHL team in, and then it never happened. So we still have the Milwaukee Admirals down there, and, and the Admirals yeah. are a lot of fun to go watch. But um, actually, they were on the ice that day we went there, right? Yeah, yeah, they that's were. Because right. I was seriously considering going to the game that night. That's right. Okay, so. And the Emeralds are fun, and it's a pretty cheap time to go. And it, 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 I mean, we've been. To- they were, they were my minor league team, my first NHL, uh, where they had the minors, and you could start your career in the minors. Oh, nice. I got drafted by Nashville, and that was their, that was their farm team. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm an Admiral. This is crazy. That's pretty cool. Uh, so. Everybody was like, oh, maybe maybe they'll donate money for the new stadium. I'm like, are you insane? Like, they built this whole thing, and everybody bitches about it all the time. Because the Bradley Center, it's a nice it's, place, but it's utilitarian. Uh, it's yeah. it's cold. It's hard. It it's is. just There's no heart in that place at all. And, I mean, like, remember how it was raining and there was water leaking everywhere out of the ceiling yeah. and all that? But So... But just the simple fact that, you know, it was to get an NHL team, it never happened. Why would you ask the same person again? You know, and I kept <laughs> saying that. I'm like, why would you even try? And and I think they did even, like, ask her. And she's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, uh, but th- the funny thing is, like, they did a tax to build Miller Park in, in Milwaukee. And it worked out great. Everybody was fighting it. But at the end of the day, a lot of people were for it. And there were they, they taxed five different counties. So now they do a thing at Miller Park every now and then where they, if you're in one of those five counties, you can get in for a huge discount. You get food at a discount, everything else. I mean, they really have come out and, you know, and, and supported those people that supported the stadium and, and you know, paid the money to, to get it built. And now they're talking about divesting that tax, getting rid of that tax because everything's paid off. So now they're saying, well, now we can just do this for the new arena, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Everybody's like, you know, they bitched enough about the Miller Park one, and and the thing is, the Brewers are way more beloved than the Bucks are. It's just it's a fact. I mean, there's a lot of Bucks yeah. fans, but quite frankly, the Brewers are way more loved than the Bucks are. But the thing is, that stadium, like I said, or that arena, is used by way more than just the Bucks. And and yeah, you know, I've seen That's concerts at the Bradley difference. Center, and quite frankly, the acoustics blow. Um, we've been to a lot of Admirals games, but every time we went to the Admirals games, we got to go to the, the one of the luxury boxes um, because of a friend of a friend. Um, and the luxury boxes are awesome. It's a, it's a blast up there. But I, I, it's it's just such a funny thing to watch, you know, because they'll never get an NHL team in, in Milwaukee, uh, which I don't even think is that big of a deal anymore because the NHL, I mean, it, NHL does well, but I don't think that's that big of a premier thing anymore. Well, $3 billion well, last year. Well, for Milwaukee. The Admirals yeah. do well, but they, I don't think they ever sell out the, the arena. I, oh, and speaking of which, did you see? Because we were talking about this at one we were, I think we were talking about this during the PlayStation experience. Uh, the NHL did an exploratory thing where they let the ownership group do an exploratory thing about season tickets in, for a Las Vegas NHL team. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I didn't hear what the results were, but they, 
the the NHL, like the commissioner, went out there and he said, you know, this is this is their thing. We have nothing to do with it. This doesn't guarantee anybody a team. This doesn't mean we're even thinking about expansion. But you know, the ownership group wants to do a season ticket drive and see if there is interest here. Yeah. Uh, so it's a possibility. I mean, everybody wants to see them in Seattle first, but see the um, problem with doing sports in Las Vegas is, and I think there's kind of an unwritten rule about sports in Las Vegas is the gambling and you know, how well, do you keep things from not getting corrupted? It's, it's not so much the gambling. It's, it's almost like Florida where nobody will go. Yeah. Like who is your, that's, that's why they need this season ticket drive. Cause they're like, who is your fan base when your entire economy is based on tourism? Exactly. Well, not just and, that. I mean, a lot of people go the, to the bookmaker or, you know, they go, they go to the bookmaking uh, places where they have all the TVs and everything else to watch all the games. Yeah. And uh, yeah. But UNLV games do fill up. I mean, that's, you know, that's part of why they're exploring this. Um, they wanted to go to Seattle. I mean, that's been the rumor forever, and a lot of people want them in Seattle. But the ownership in Seattle uh, has said, we're building a new stadium, but um, we want basketball in there first. Yeah. And if we don't get basketball, then we don't want NHL. And NBA is like, we're not expanding. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like they're never going to get NHL, uh, maybe decades before that happens. Um, so, and then there's still, of course, uh, like Quebec is still desperately trying. I want Hartford back, man. The whale, I want the whale. Come on. Oh, I want the Did you whale. See the Kevin Smith doing so a sequel to mall rats. Is he really? Yep, he's writing a sequel to mall rats. Wow. Yeah. Everybody's giving him shit for it. He needs to get off the pot, though, because he can't focus. Like, he's working on Clerks 3, and all of a sudden he's like, eh, I'm going to do them all rats, too. Like, uh. Well, he's been working on Hit Somebody forever. I but know. But that turned into a whole miniseries. Yeah, for HBO. So. So, so last sports thing, because I don't think you and I have talked about this, and I think you're going to be fascinated by this. So the Minnesota Vikings are obviously building that new stadium. They're playing at the, at the college uh, stadium for a couple of years. They tore down. They're not gonna. They're not gonna stay in that stadium without a roof. Well, the hump, the Humpty Dome's gone. They tore it down already. They imploded it. Uh, they blew well, it up last the, year. The uh, the snow or the yeah. yeah the snow imploded it. Well, no. Well, that, it's because the, for those that don't know, uh, the Metrodome up in Minneapolis had an inflatable roof, so it wasn't like a it wasn't a hard roof or anything. It was actually like this big stupid balloon, and it got so much uh, snow on it a couple of years ago. It tore right through, and it, it just tore right through everything but yeah they were already planning insane so they're putting the up video this, go look up the video on yeah, youtube it's, it's unbelievable awesome. <laughs> so they're putting up this this new stadium and it's like the crystal cathedral it's just all glass and everything it's ridiculous okay <laughs> so they're playing at the university of minnesota stadium for a couple of years which is not too far away from where the humpty dome is but uh seats a lot less people well the thing is you can go right now and get season tickets for the vikings it's no problem uh, it's very easy to get season tickets for them. So what happens, what's been happening lately in the, in the NFL is when they want to build a new stadium, they do what's called a seat tax. And the Packers did this when they did all the renovations on Lambeau Field. So it's a one-time fee uh, per seat. So like my two season tickets, there was a fee of, um, oh, what was it? 
I think it was 1,800 a seat. Oof. But, number one, if you get rid of your season tickets, you get that money back. But also, like, you know, if you care about, I, don't know, I think it was 1,600. I think that's what it was. Uh, but it was a one-time fee, and that helps helps them pay for the renovation of the stadium. So half of it was that sort of thing. It was also people buying shares of the common stock, and then uh, it was privately funded. And it's gorgeous. Lambeau Field is is beautiful. I mean, it literally, it literally looks like it was never modified. It, they did such a good job on it. So, but that's a one-time fee, okay? And, and the cool thing was that actually helped a lot of people that are on that 30-year waiting list to get season tickets for the Packers because when there were families that had, like, 24 tickets a lot of money so a lot of people kind of relinquished some of their tickets which freed them up for people around the list okay so the vikings who haven't won a super bowl ever who have been playing in this monstrosity of a dank cave for i don't know how many years it was it was a shithole the day they opened it and we call it the humpty dome because it was the hubert humphrey whatever uh i hate the Metrodome. I, I just despise that place. Um, and I've seen a lot of football. I actually saw more baseball there than I saw football. Okay, so they tore it down. They're putting the new stadium up in that same spot. So, get this. They're doing a seat tax. Alright? $5,000 a seat. Holy shit. $5,000. <laughs> plus, their ticket prices are, I think, almost double what the Packers season, uh, ticket prices are per seat. So, like, my, my seats for the Packers are $77 a seat for, per game, which is the lowest in the NFL. Yeah. The Vikings, I, th- I can't remember the exact number, but it's almost, it's almost double. So, not only are you paying... So, basically, if you have four tickets, if you have four seats for season tickets, your year is going to be twenty five grand <laughs> To see a team that is mediocre at best has only had a couple of runs at, at, at the Super Bowl in the last few years. And it's putting this monstrosity of a stadium up, which looks neat on paper and you know all the drawings and everything else, but I'm wondering how hot it's going to get in that place because it's like all glass. So I don't know. But I, I just think it's hilarious. Like Everybody's like, five grand per seat? So even if you have two tickets, when you pay for your seat tax and then pay for your tickets for the year or something, I, I think it comes out to like 1300 Fourteen hundred bucks? Or no, uh, it'd be it'd be thirteen thousand. It's five thousand per seat for the seat tax, and then I can't remember what it is for year, you know, for all the games and everything. Because you got to remember, when I pay for my games at <coughs> Lambeau, I only get six season games, and I get two preseason because they used to play the Packers used to play a couple of games a year at County Stadium in Milwaukee at the baseball stadium. So when they moved the Packers back up to Green Bay for all their games. They offered season ticket holders down there what's called the uh, the green package, I think it is, or the yeah, the green package. So they get two games a year plus they get one of the preseason games. So I don't get a full season with my season tickets. But I mean just imagine that. Like you've got to be a die hard fan to pay five thousand dollars a seat for a fucking seat tax. And that's ridiculous. That is nuts. But it's because they're putting this humongous freaking stadium up that is way overdone. And the ownership won't really pay. They were trying to get the state to pay for it, and I think the state actually did pay for a lot of it. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. I just thought I'd bring that up because I figured you probably hadn't heard that one yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So would you play this week anything besides studying for tests um, and stuff? 
this morning or yesterday morning, whenever I played. Oh, no, it was this morning, right before I took a shower. Yeah. <laughs> I played a little bit of Treasure Park, and that was pretty much it. Oh. All right. <laughs> um, I do have a couple because, more things that I forgot, by the way, so we'll go after you're done. All right. Yeah, it took me forever. I My memory card got corrupted. Your memory card on your Vita? On the Vita. The 64-gig oh. memory card with the 100-plus games downloaded on it. Ouch. Yeah, with 50 gigs of stuff downloaded on it, got corrupted, and I had to wipe the whole thing out and start over. Oh, my God. And downloading that stuff takes forever. Fucking nightmare. You almost should download it on the PC and just transfer it over. No, because the transfer transfer takes forever. It's quicker to download it, sure, but then to transfer it, it's it's days to transfer something like that. Hmm, I didn't really see too many problems Uh, with the transfer on my side. No, and my biggest problem, of course, was then getting all the Zen pinball tables back in uh, there, which was a yeah. huge pain in the ass in the like way that's done. Some table or downloads. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a nightmare. Um, yeah. So every spare moment, what, what I would do is I would set up a bunch of downloads and then you know have it plugged in and go to bed. And I'd wake up and I'd look and it, it, they'd all be paused. And I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, I don't get that one either. Like, even if you're plugging the power, you would think it wouldn't do that. And it, it, it's just like random. It's like, oh, yeah. it's paused all of a sudden. What? Why? It randomly does that. Yeah. yeah. So it would take, it, it literally took days to get all of it oh back down. God. For um, days, son? Yeah. It was a nightmare. Um, so I I just said, oh, yeah, I haven't played Treasure Park in a while and there's a crap ton of boards because I keep getting more every day. Uh, So I just ran through like a couple dozen, well, like maybe 15 or 20 of them. Um, And about halfway through, I I hit a bomb and I was like, all right, Uh you know, and I just started over again. So it was, I I don't know what I'm up to at this point, like eight or 10 or something like that in a row. Oh, geez. Um, And I stopped, but I just, I ran through a couple just to, just to do it, but that's that's literally it. That's all I've had time to do. Nice. Um, besides the Amazon Prime thing, yeah, because uh, it dawned on me that we had it, and I'm sure those that stuff is there. So of course, after Thomas ended, they they bring up the whole thing on the bottom, showing you here's all the stuff that you can also watch, and Ugh. he sees Dora, and he's like, Dora, <laughs> I'm oh, like, all right. No. But he gets into that. He actually, the whole thing with Dora is they always stop and they're like, do you see this? Where is it? Oh, and trust they me. Wait. I've seen Dora. Yeah. So, but he's, he gets into it. So he's very interactive, responding to it and everything. And I was like, okay. Has he gotten yeah, into cool. the, um, I always forget the name of it, but it's the, the Captain Hook thing, the new one. <sighs> the Captain Hook. Uh, God darn it. It's Captain Hook from Peter Pan. No. Oh, uh, Mark's daughter is so into that show; it's ridiculous. No, we don't. Well, we don't watch the Disney Channel at all. I forgot about that. It's you know he he watched. I came up the other night and he was watching a Mickey Mouse thing. Yeah, and I realized why I hate Disney so much. Because it's pandering and it's just all... No, it's the voices. Donald Duck, you cannot understand a word that fucking duck is saying. I don't care what anybody says. That's why I've always hated (laughs) Donald Duck. 
It's a fucking asshole. And I loved it because in Roger Rabbit, Daffy Duck made fun of that. Yeah. He's like, can anybody understand what this duck is saying? Yeah. Um, it's quoted Roger Rabbit today on Twitter. It's very proud of so, so I hated that because I couldn't stand his voice. And then I hear Mickey and I'm like, I don't like his voice. And then Goofy, gorsh. I'm like, I, I just hate their voices. I always did. Even when I was a little kid. So judgmental. I I just never, I couldn't stand that. I was a Bugs Bunny guy. Well, me too. That's, that was my humor. I Mickey Mouse was just too Mickey Mouse for me. You See, know, um, One of the biggest things when I went at my dad's was Tom and Jerry. Yeah, he and Tom and Jerry was loved. And the another. new Tom and Jerry sucks balls. I've watched yeah. one of the new ones. It's terrible. Yeah. But the old school Tom and Jerry, I mean, I've got the Blu-ray sets. They're, it's me too. It's such a great show, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my friend, see, I bought the, they were the two or three sets. I think it was, they were on DVD first and I bought them on DVD. And then when the Blu-rays came out, I bought the Blu-rays and I gave the DVDs to my, to my best friend, the guy that comes up here every now and then. Sure. Cause he and I, oh my God, he named, he got a cat. Uh, when they moved into their house and they had their first kid, they got a cat and he named it Tom. Nice. <laughs> He's like, it has to be named Tom. <laughs> so yeah, the the two of us, Tom and Jerry and Bugs Bunny. Touche, pussycat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Tom and Jerry so much. Those were fantastic. I, uh, God, I mean, my dad, that was, my dad liked Tom and Jerry more than Bugs Bunny, which is kind of weird. I was always a Muppets slash Bugs Bunny guy and yeah. Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Um, I mean, the Muppets for me was, that was the epitome of, yeah. And, Muppets and I got so lucky when I got that time life set because they, I think I mentioned it before. I'm sure I have with, uh, because they don't have as many commercials in Europe at the time. There was mm-hmm. an extra skit on every single episode and they're all on the time life discs. Yeah. So there was stuff that I've never seen ever. And they're on those discs. And I was just, you wouldn't believe how thrilled I was. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's funny. I was just talking um our buddy Jason Rostels, uh, he has like this movie discussion thing on Facebook that a lot of us are in and we talk movies and everything and Criterion uh, who started on Laserdisc, uh, Criterion they do a lot of restorations on older movies and they do these great great DVD and Blu-ray sets and uh they had a 50% off sale. It was just a flash sale for 24 hours. And and I know Josh and I've talked about Criterion before and um, we just got in this big discussion about like Criterion and, and some people were asking about it and, and I was kind of explaining it and I, I always loved Criterion on Laserdisc because they did such a great thing with you know the gate folds and, and how they handled things and, and I was talking about like yeah I've got some Criterions that you'll never see these movies ever released again it's almost like Song of the South on Laserdisc if you can find that it's a rare <laughs> item because Disney yeah. will not release Song of the South anymore they will never release yeah. it again. <laughs> and I was talking about how, you know, there's those golden age of Looney Tunes sets that, that Warner Brothers releases, and they have some on, on Blu-ray and DVD now. But there were uh, a couple, I think there were like three or four on Laserdisc that were, that it's like 70 cartoons on this set. And there's one that is really tough to find because it has the old propaganda ones from the World War II times. Yeah. So yeah. there's one that's famously known as it's called Bugs Nips the Nips, and it's all about mm, propaganda. That's against a the messed up one. <laughs> it, it's hilarious, yeah. but I mean, it's so racial. It or, is know, so at, racist. At the time, I mean, there was propaganda everywhere during World War II, and it was all about you know the Japanese are evil, the Germans are evil, blah blah blah, and, and they played off of that. 
Uh, Warner Brothers put their own embargo on, I think it's six cartoons. And it's in this one set on Laserdisc has all six. And it was funny because John Lidke from uh, Team Fremont slash Robot Panic slash whatever they're calling it now. He texts me one day. He goes, hey, he's up in Merrill. It's called this little town up in uh, north of uh, Wausau even. And he's like, hey, there's this hobby shop up here. And somebody is consign- has all their laser discs on consignment. And he goes, you might want to check it out. So uh, Rock and I drove up. Rock was up for the weekend. We drove up. And sure enough, here's that effing Looney Tunes one. I got it for five bucks. <laughs> and I was just floored. But I have that. But for Criterion, you know, there were two... Uh, James Bond movies that were got pulled off the shelf almost immediately because the directors were talking bad about the Brock uh, about Cubby Broccoli and the Bro- Broccoli yeah. family tried to sue him and all this stuff. I have both of those discs and they'll they'll never be released again on any format with that commentary. Uh, same thing with on DVD, Hard Boiled and The Killer, which are two amazing Chow Yun Fat movies. Um, for some reason, when the DVDs came out, they only had them out for like three weeks. Because they were on Laserdisc too, but the DVDs are really hard to find because they lost. I think they lost uh, the rights <laughs> after three weeks, so they're really hard to find. I have them both, so it was great because I, got, I was really like nerding out about movies, and, and we were just talking about all this stuff and you know how many Laserdiscs I have, and that the fact that I do still watch them occasionally. I have a, a a tube TV up in my office, an old Sony Vega that's in perfect condition still that I have all my old game systems hooked up to, but I also have the Laserdisc player hooked up to that, and I have a. I have this awesome uh, home theater receiver that's made or that has everything I need to get all, all the good audio off the laser discs because, man, it was just a crazy thing where you, for Dolby Digital, you had to do it over coax, but for DTS, you had to do it over frickin' optical. So you'd have two inputs uh, taken mm. up on your receiver just for that one thing and all that stuff. And I do still watch my laser discs, and it was it was so great because I never get to nerd out about, nerd out about movies lately. Because I don't have all my movies here because I'm on the road all the time. But anyway, I digress. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, and also, I'm, I'm very happy because I know we've talked about this before, Josh. I found all of my old 8mm videotapes where I shot <laughs> a lot of footage at the old CESs back in like 92, 93, 94. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a player, but I know one of our listeners emailed me like two years ago about possibly converting them. So I'm going to try to find that email and get a hold of him and see if he can convert those for me. Hmm. So I'm, I'm pretty stoked. There is some footage on our YouTube channel um, of them showing off the N64 for the first time and what it was supposed to be, which is fascinating. Yeah, yeah. The, the how we're linking up there and the and the guy from Silicon Graphics like, oh, we could do high level mip mapping and all this memory management because we're on we're on cartridges still and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And the, all the videos they're showing, you're like, wow, this looks amazing. And then the system came out and we're like, what the fuck happened? Well, they really didn't step away from that stuff because remember the Wii? Yeah. It's going to be one-to-one and you can do sword fighting and you can do this and you can do that. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) So anyway, uh, are you done with your stuff? Uh, Yeah, that was pretty much it. (laughs) So I do have a couple more things. Uh, Play some Drive Club uh, and today the update came out that added freaking replays. I really can't wait to get to that. But also, I don't know if if you saw, but another addition to Drive Club today buggies like a motorstorm motorstorm yeah oh my god i saw something about that yeah i gotta check that out uh and then one thing that you you can follow this on the forums i'm going to be posting all the updates on the forums uh so some people were talking about this this thing called the m4 converter 
And what it's supposed to do is it's supposed to let you plug in your old Logitech PS3 steering wheels and use it on your PS4. And a lot of people were talking about it, a lot of people asking about it, so I took one for the team, ordered one from China, uh, and it came in over the weekend. So I've been trying it out, and I've been kind of leaving little uh, updates on the forums. Right now it's not working, and I found out the reason why. I'm very impressed that because uh, I emailed and I put up something on their Facebook, uh, this company that makes this M4. They actually responded on our forums. Uh, and That's cool. What's it? That's cool. I'm impressed. So the thing is, with this converter, it's this little USB dongle, and you plug the steering wheel into the bottom of it, and then there's a USB on the right side as well. And they show in videos and everything that you plug a PS4 controller into that thing on the right, and it basically kind of uses the PS4 controller to do everything. So I did that, and it kept turning off all the time. The DualShock 4 it kept turning off, turning off. Well, then she gets on today. Well, she she this person called himself Jennifer, so... Uh, but she gets on and says, well, you need to use... A- Hi, I'm Jennifer. Hi, hey there. <laughs> uh, and that's the funny thing, because I've been doing a lot of reading, and every time, like on Reddit, on NeoGAF, um, on GT, GT, uh, GT Planets forums, I was always seeing the same username responding to all the people saying, is this for real? And every time it was the same thing, like, this is starting to sound like a hoax. It's the Kremlin uh, troll uh, patrol. The, have you seen that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have they have their own uh, group of people that respond with the exact same slight variations yeah. on the exact same stuff everywhere. And that's what this seemed like. And everywhere, <laughs> you know, I'm reading more and more, and I'm like, nobody. I have not seen anybody besides this one user say that this thing works. Even though there's some there's some YouTube videos out there, but it always to me it looked like it was kind of laggy, the input lag, you know. And, and I'm like, I just don't know. And that, but I did this so that everybody else doesn't go out there and try to buy this damn thing. So the response today was, you need to use an actual wired PS4 controller, not plugging into the DualShock Four because the DualShock Four is Bluetooth. And I'm like, okay. So I start looking around. There is no wired PlayStation 4 controller in the United States. They're not available. So Hori makes one, but it's only available in Japan right now. And China, probably. So I ordered one from PlayAsia today. But the problem is, so this M4 converter, after shipping and everything, because the shipping was like 25 bucks. So this M4 converter was 75 bucks after shipping. The Hori controller now, after shipping, is 75 bucks. So now I've spent $150 on this. Now, people are complaining because they don't want to have to buy a new wheel. Okay? They want to use their old wheel. Now, obviously, if you have the G27 from Logitech, I can see where this would be a big thing because those things were expensive. I have a GT Force, uh, GT Force Pro. Not that expensive. Thing. I think they were like 150 when they came out. Okay? So the problem is... We still don't know if this thing works. I, it's going to be like probably a week before this other controller shows up. But, you know, you start thinking about how things work and everything else. I'm, I'm starting to feel really skeptical still. But, again, we'll take one for the team uh, and, and figure this out. So don't buy one, people. Don't buy one yet. But when you think about the price, like now I've spent 150 bucks. Because if you buy one of these things, you're going to have to buy this controller the way I did. There's literally no retailer that I can find in the United States that has them. But did you... 
you don't have anything for the Xbox, do you? I was going to say, did you try this on the Xbox One to see if it even works? Not yet, because the Xbox is two hours <clears> away. Uh. My Xbox One is still at home. So that's the other thing is that it's supposed to work with the Xbox One as well. And you can actually plug in the Xbox One controller because it has a USB yeah. mode. And you're yeah. supposed to be able to plug your Logitech wheels from the PlayStation 3 into the Xbox One and use it. I get it. I just don't have one here. Okay. So my Xbox One. So I was going to put it in the games thing, but I just got too lazy on Sunday. I was like, eh, I'll deal with it later. Because I didn't bring the special straps for the games. Because uh, for the screen, they actually had to bring out a kit to put the Xbox One in because it's so big comparatively. So they have different straps and everything for it, and I just didn't feel like dicking with it. So the thing is, like, you look at cost, though. So now I've spent 150 bucks, and you're going to have to spend 150 bucks. The other thing that scares me a little bit before I go back to the cost thing is that PlayAsia used to, used to uh, sell these things, and they stopped selling them. So that's what threw up the biggest flag for me. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, shit, is this you know, some kind of a scam? So I've ordered the USB controller. It's 150 bucks now for both devices that you're going to have to do if you want to get this. The thing is, even, even though it doesn't really have true force feedback, you can get a Thrustmaster T80 wheel for 80 to 100 bucks right now. But depending on where you buy it, and, and so you can either spend 150 on this converter and the controller, which we do or do not even know if it works or yet, or you can just buy a brand new Thrustmaster T80 without real force feedback, but it works, you know. Or you can get the Thrustmaster T300, which I'm reviewing right now, and that's 400 bucks. So it Dude. it's really weird, like. You know, people are trying to find a solution that works, and it's just all this bullshit. It's just nonstop bullshit. So it sucks, but, you know, have patience. Luckily, there's only three games on the PlayStation 4 that even uses this thing right now. Uh, and, and at varying you know, uh, levels, like uh, Need for Speed on the PS4, I don't even think you can shift with it. It just works as a, as a steering wheel. Uh, the crew, you can shift up and down, but that's it. It doesn't even support the full shifter that you can buy for the T300. Uh, Drive Club apparently works with the shifter and everything. I just don't have that shifter because it's another 150 bucks, uh, which I do want to get and I want to try, but Amazon's sold out right now, so I just haven't gotten around to buying one. But, you know, it, it is weird. Like, you have to really figure out how important is this to you. And the thing is, I think it's important to a lot of people that want Project Cars. Well, now that game got pushed out to May, so we have more time to, to figure this all out. And... You know, that's what I'm working on. So I'm, I'm doing as much as I can, like as I'm waiting for that other wired controller. And as soon as I get that, I'll, I'll definitely give it a try and update the uh, the forums post. But uh, that I'm just going to kind of use that as like a little almost diary of, of what's going on and, and what works and what doesn't work. So, yeah, it's it's kind of messed up, though. It's If it works, it's it's great. I, I You know, especially, like I said, if you have a G25 or a G27, those are expensive wheels. And if it works with force feedback and it actually has no input lag and everything else, it's going to be cool. Also, which I didn't think of and I should have, but apparently with this M4, you can use, like, fighting sticks from PS3, which would help a lot if you've made your own fighting stick and, you know, if you've built it up and everything else. So when I go home in two weeks, because I'm not going home this weekend, I'm going home next weekend, I'll grab my fighting stick and I'll give that a try as well. But, you know, I can't do that until I get that wired PS4 controller anyway. So... But at the same time, also, if you want to do fighting sticks, well, then you got to buy two of these M4s, and you have to buy two wired PS4 controllers. At that point, why don't you just buy a new freaking fighting stick? You know? 
so it's a little weird. Um, I, I, my biggest concern is, is, is it worth the, the money and is it worth the, the, the problems at that point? You know. Well, by the time it all gets sorted out, they'll have a patch that actually lets you use your old stuff on well, there. Well, yes and no. The problem usually is the electronics. Happens. And because, like, you know, the DualShock 3 and the DualShock 4 have different buttons. They don't have share and they don't have, even though yeah. it's, it's physically, it's the same number of freaking buttons. That's yeah. what bothers me. But it's they always have these lockout chips on them, basically, because they want to license, you know, the they want to license everything. So that's why the Thrustmaster wheels are out because they're licensed by Sony and they've they've worked together to make sure they work. So that's what bothers me a little bit. But what are you going to do? So yeah, I mean, just keep your eyes on the forums. Uh, it's right in the gaming discussion. Uh, I'll probably sticky it uh, just so I can keep everything on top there. But if you're interested. I'm taking one for the team for y'all, and, and uh, I'll videotape as much as I can as soon as I get it working, and I can see that it works. I'll put a camera behind myself. I'll show you if there's any input lag, the whole nine. So, And it's great because that little game screen is working really well for me for, to do this kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, it's just a nightmare, though. Uh, two things I watched uh, that I want to talk about a little bit. First up, Powers Episode 4 was really good. Uh, but it opened up more questions than answers. Uh, but it's really good. Very Eddie Izzard heavy, this this episode. Um, but, yeah, it was really good. I just watched it before we uh, recorded tonight. So I'm uh, still liking that show. I'm, I'm really happy with it, and I think it's going to be really good. So I like the writing so far, especially. And then, <clears throat> so two of the PR people at Sony keep talking about this show. And then, obviously, the news came out today. Uh, HBO's got a show called The Jinx. This is about a man that is accused of murder in Texas, but also of uh, a murder back in the 80s. And he's actually the heir to a very big real estate uh, wealth. That his family owns a bunch of the buildings in New York City. They're very wealthy. And uh, I watched the first episode last night, like really late. And I almost I started watching the second one. And I'm like, I have to get up for work in the morning. I don't know why, because they're not doing anything this week with me. But um, if you have HBO or HBO Go or whatever, the Jinx, it's pretty damn good so far. And the guy got arrested today, so <laughs> very timely. Um, but yeah, it's pretty neat. So if you got it, check it out. A lot of people were kind of saying it's the reverse of that serial podcast, um, but kind of in the same vein where it's it's just really really fascinating stuff. And the guy that's doing the documentary is is an excellent director. He actually directed a movie based off of the story of this guy's original wife disappearing in the 80s. So he contacted them after he saw the movie and said, I want to get my side of the story out there. So pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. Hmm. So anyway, that's it for me. I'm finally through all my shit. Yay. Yay. I have to talk more after the break, though. Hold your weight, Langford. Jeez. Nope. Just saying. All right, uh, after the break, I'll talk about this game's Black Edition Vanguard uh, personal gaming environment and the uh, Valley of the Yeti DLC for Far Cry 4. Josh will hopefully grab some emails for us to talk about, and we'll get the frig out of here. We'll be right back.
we're back. So while I'm talking, Josh can go find all those emails because I'm sure he's not going to say a word, are you? I don't know what to say about any of this. I I don't have any of it. Well, but do you have questions? You can always bring those up. Uh, I don't know. You can always put a little quip in there, try to be funny. Try, yeah. yeah. (laughs) You've been known to be funny on occasion. Tell that joke you know. Oh, that joke. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) That joke. Uh, These two old guys. Oh, no, I have to remember it now. Oh, God. (laughs) An old guy trying to tell old guy jokes. All right. Uh, First up, I've I've talked about this before, uh, and I think I'm very comfortable with reviewing it now. Uh, So this is... um, it's this. They call it this personal gaming environment. Uh, but what it is? It's, it's briefcase, and it's got an old, uh, a flat panel screen in it, and it has like a mounting system so you can mount your favorite console in there. Now, not it's every console. Freaking sweet, actually. It is. It's 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 a pretty neat idea. Uh, I always wondered about them. I saw them at E three, that sort of thing, and I always wondered, you know, like how how good they are and how nice they are to have. And I've been using it a lot. Um, so this one's called, the company's called Games, and they're spelled G-A-E-M-S, and I found out it's an acronym for something else. Uh, so that's one thing. It's They do know how to spell. Um, but this is the Black Edition Vanguard. Uh, so they also have a Sentry. The Sentry is a 15.5-inch screen. The Vanguard has a 19-inch screen in it, uh, and it's an LED-lit mm. LCD screen. Uh, very nice screen, by the way. It's 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 very very good. So, like I said, what you can do is you can like take your PS3, your PS4, your Xbox 360, or your Xbox One, and you strap it into this thing, and it's very secure, and and uh, it comes with a small HDMI cable for you, uh, and it's it comes with these two drawstring bags, and you can put everything in there, like your controllers and your cables and all that stuff, and you literally just pull it forward and close it up, and you can carry this thing anywhere you want, including. On a plane, it's it's fully TSA certified. It's a very hard case, uh, pretty tough to damage anything, and you can take it with you. So if you travel a lot, this is perfect. And guess what? As a lot of people know, I travel a lot. I drive a lot of places, and um, live out live out a lot of hotels, depending on the week. Uh, with all the jobs I go through, I'm just churning through them. Uh, so I thought it was a perfect fit, and and we got in this big conversation on Twitter one day, myself and a couple of people from the company. And uh, we were joking that because one of the guys at, at games was like tweeting about the CDI and how it was the first CD system ever in the U.S. I'm like, uh, you're wrong. And I gave him all the facts. And we just got in this, this conversation and I was joking around like, well, maybe your screen would actually make the, the CDI playable. Obviously not because the CDI was absolute piece of shit. But they said, if you can prove or if, if like I was joking, like I should hook a CDI up to it and check it out. And they're like, if you do that, we'll send you one. I'm like, all right. So... Which is funny because I have no idea if my CDI still works or not. No clue. Uh, so they sent it over. I've had the PS4 in there for a while. I've had the PS3 in there. Uh, the PS3 Slim. I've not tried the fat in there. I wanted to try it this weekend, but I never got time. But uh, it, it's it's everything it's advertised, man. It's, it's really neat. So uh, you get everything out of the box. It actually took longer to take all the plastic off of everything than it did to actually get my PS4 strapped into that thing and going. Um, you know, obviously, if you're running off wireless, you only have a couple of cables to, to plug in. So you plug the power in, you take the small HDMI cable to give you, uh, and all the plugs for the screen, or well, the two plugs for the screen, really, are on the front. So you don't have to, you know, 
stretch anything around the back or anything else. You just plug in the HDMI in the front, and you plug the power in uh, from your PS4 over to the, the outlet, and then you plug the power pack in for the uh, screen into the outlet as well. And um, very easy to set up, very easy to get going. I can probably have that thing up and running in five minutes, no problem, uh, You know, especially if I'm already on the wireless. Uh, it also has very nice speakers very loud speakers. I was uh, very impressed with how loud those things get and how little distortion there really is. Uh, and it also comes with a small little remote uh, that runs off a little watch battery, and it works great. And the cool thing is if you lose the remote or the battery dies or whatever, all the controls you need are also on the front of the screen. So they've, they've thought of that as well. Uh, and then on the front of the screen, which I think is one of the coolest things, there are two headphone jacks. So if you're playing with a friend, both of you can plug your headphones in instead of using the speakers and waking somebody up. Uh, the design itself is very svelte. Uh, actually, on the outside of it, when you put the screen up, there's a little kickstand on the bottom, too, if you want to go more at a 90-degree angle, uh, which I do use. It's, it's really cool to have that there. It's very simple, but it's, it's a great design choice that they made. Uh, you can also, like, there's this badge on the outside of the top of it, and you can custom, you can get a custom one of that. You can do whatever you want with it. It just, you kind of turn it, and it pops off. Uh, the other thing that I really like that they did is when you latch it all up, there's a latch on the right side and on the left. There's actually, uh, like a little, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like a little thing there you can put a lock through. So you can actually put a, like a, a good padlock hmm. on there so nobody can get into it. That's good. Yeah. So... Design-wise, I mean, they've, they've seriously thought of everything. And, uh, you know, I, a lot of people talk about flying with this thing, but I seriously think that another great use for it is if, like, you're in a dorm room or you have a small bedroom or you just don't have a lot of space or you have roommates that you don't trust, uh, you can keep everything in here and just, you know, in, 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 like, five minutes you can have it broken down, you close it up, put a lock on it, put it in the closet. And it's out of your way, it's out of everybody's way, and, and it's safe, relatively safe. Um, they even show a video on their website of somebody driving over it with a car. I mean, that's how tough this thing is. It's, it's really rugged. Um, obviously, you have a console in there with an optical drive and everything, so you don't want to go nuts. But uh, the build itself is is pretty damned impressive. Uh, much more than I thought it would be, honestly. But you can have all this stuff, and one thing can ruin it, and that's the screen. If it's a crappy screen with a lot of ghosting and everything else, it's just not going to be even worth your time. And that was my big concern. Like, how good is the screen going to be? And it's really good. I had no ghosting problems whatsoever. I had no eye strain problems. I actually, what I was doing is I was sitting it here on the bed next to me when I'm at my parents' house and just playing it here. And I was playing Battlefield 4, all kinds of crazy fast games like Drive Club. Uh, and I was playing for multiple hours at a time with no problems whatsoever. Uh, it, it works great. It looks great. And, um, yeah, it, it's 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 definitely meeting all my expectations, which is really nice. Uh, and then also somebody, I want to bring this up. Somebody was also, like I put some pictures up and they're like, what about heat? Because the fan is actually, you know, on the PS4, it's blowing right back at the screen. Uh, I played for at least five hours, I don't know how many times, in a, you know, just five hours straight. And like you could feel the front of the screen was a little warm, but it was fine. No heat problems whatsoever that I could find. Um, it's even cool. Like the Vanguard has like LED accent lighting too. So it's almost like that amber light that Philips had for a long time on the TVs. It's actually got that and it works really well because if 
the screen goes dark for whatever reason in a game, like it's going to a cutscene and everything, it, it, it helps you kind of figure out where the screen is, and, you know, if you have all the lights off. So I like how they have that on there. So the biggest thing, though, and the, and the biggest deciding factor for a lot of people is going to be the price. And this thing ain't cheap uh, when you really think about it. Like we, I was talking about before, uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it was, where like those PlayStation screens that we both have, the 24-inch screens, and they're 3D. And I think mm-hmm. I got mine for what 150 bucks. Yeah, I think mine was less than that. Yeah, something I like think. that. And it came with a couple of games and everything else. But it's you know it's not a portable uh, setup like this. It's a screen. But I mean, if you want to compare it to that, it's it's, it's a more expensive. So this whole deal, the 19 inch, it's 349. It's not cheap. Mm. It's almost as much as your as your console. But but. It's, if that's what you're doing, it's really good too. I mean, it's it screams quality. Like I don't, I I never once felt like, oh shit, this thing's gonna break, or this piece is gonna break, anything like that at all. They take care of every one of your needs. Like up until October, you had to buy a kit to use the Xbox One in this thing, and now they include everything in there. So they have the other straps, they have the pad on the bottom, the whole nine. Everything is in there now. Um, you cannot put your Wii U in here as far as I can tell because of the way the Wii U is built. Uh, but, well, maybe you could get it in there now that I think of it. You just have to put it sideways. Yeah, it might work. Maybe I'll have to try that sometime. Eh, I don't know. Whatever. But if this meets your needs for those specific things, like if you're just thinking about getting a gaming screen, I don't know if this is the right solution for you. It might be overkill. You know what I mean? You might be able to go out and just get that Sony screen if you can find one. But I don't think they exist anymore. Actually, they do. GameStop has them listed for like 78 bucks, refurbed, but no, they're only have... in specific stores. Like, we did find and them. And the they're other day. nowhere, really. We found them, but they were at like remote stores. Yeah, I, they're essentially gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm just using that as an example. I mean, there's some cheap TVs and everything you can buy, but. If you travel, if you have a small amount of space in a room that you're in, like your bedroom, whatever, this thing is great. Like, I don't have a desk in this bedroom. Like, I can lay it on the bed or I can put it on the the table next to the bed. I have a TV in here, yes, but for a long time there was not a high-def TV in here. So I actually brought that Sony display with me all the time. Now... I don't have to hook all the crap up anymore. I open this thing up, I plug the HDMI in, I plug the power in, I plug the power into the screen, and I'm going. You know? Because everything's right there. Uh, honestly, if the situation is right, and I think the situation is right for a lot of people out there looking for something like this, I think the price is justified. I really do. Uh, I want to keep this. <laughs> I really want to keep this. I would this. love one. Huh? I would love one. Well, I'd send this one back. I don't even get to keep it. Yeah, I know. So it sucks because I really do want to get one. So I think maybe for my birthday when I get a new job, I might have to buy one. Uh, but I'm giving this, I think I gave it a 9.0 on the written review, didn't I? Did I not? I didn't look it up. I should have looked it up. Because really, I can't find any negatives to this except for the price possibility for certain people. Everything else they've covered, and they've done it extremely well. The screen is excellent. The build quality is excellent. 
just how it's all designed is excellent. It, it, it's solid when you carry it around. It's solid when you put it in the car. It even comes with uh, a shoulder strap, too, if you want to carry it more like over your shoulder and not carry it like a briefcase. Uh, it weighs less than I thought it was going to weigh. I thought it was going to be a beast. And it's still got some heft, especially when you put the console in there. But it's really not bad at all. And the handle is very comfortable. But they've just literally thought of everything with this. And, and I, I applaud them. I mean, this is a really nicely designed device. Um, yeah. I, and I can't be blamed for giving it a high score just because they sent me one because I have to send it back. Uh, but I would love to have this. I, I'm hoping they'll let me keep it at least until after MGC because I want to put the PS4 in here for MGC because we're going to have M++ to play on Saturday night at the party. So I just want to put it in here and just be able to pop it open and boom, start going. So I'm going to hopefully talk them into that at least. Because <laughs> I don't want to haul a screen down, you know? So, yeah, kudos to them, seriously. It, it's, it's great. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's sitting there on the floor, and it's, it's really good. I love it. Hmm. Yeah. They also make some other stuff, too. They make this... Um, I don't remember what they call it, like the M255 or something, but it's basically, you know, uh, I don't remember the size anymore. I think it's a 19-inch screen, but it's not in a case like this. It's just, it's almost like an iPad with a cover on it. So you can pop the cover off, and you know how your iPad covers, they have like the little stand, like the little mounds on them, so you can uh, stand up your screen to use? Mm -hmm. I think yours has that. No. So they have something like that, but it's USB-powered. So you plug the USB into your PlayStation or your Xbox or whatever. You don't have to plug it into the wall. It just draws the power from the from the USB port itself. So you only have to plug one thing into the outlet. Uh, but hmm. I, I saw somebody using it at the airport. They got stuck at the airport for a few hours, and they just pulled it out and started playing their PlayStation right there. So, yeah, I mean, they, they're really thinking here. And honestly, this is I would go for this over the, the screen, even though you couldn't use it on a plane or something stupid like that. But... Uh, I really like this. I, I just love being able to just pop it open and, and go. It's 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 cool. So, anyway. All right, enough blabbering. Uh, next up, the Valley of the Yeti DLC for Far Cry 4. So, if you have the season pass, you already got this. If not, I believe it's fourteen ninety nine to buy this. Uh, what happens is you crash... I'm not going to say anything about the story except for this first part. Uh, you crash land uh, up in the Himalayas. So, if you if you've played Far Cry 4... Uh, the Himalayas are at the north part of the, of the map, so this is actually a whole new section of the map. And they say, they claim, it's 15 to 20% of the total size of the map that you've already played. So it's a pretty big area. Uh, but you start out from, like, almost from scratch. Like, you, you start out with a machete, basically, and you have to find all the weapons again. So it's like you're starting over a little bit. Uh, so that was kind of a disappointment right away. I'm like, oh, come on. But at the same time, you've crash-landed. You've lost all your weapons, obviously, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I mean, you, you start making your way down through this pass and everything, and, and you come across an enemy, and you'll notice right away the enemies are a lot tougher than what you've dealt with before. Uh, they're called the Disciples. I'm not going to tell you why they're called that or anything else behind them. I just want to bring up the name because I'm probably going to reference them again. So you're fighting these disciples, you're, you know, you're walking around, you're trying to find weapons, you're trying to find ammo and everything else, but unlike Far Cry 4, uh, the main game, you're not progressing. Like, you know in the main game how you unlock all these bell towers, um, you know, and that opens up more parts of the map. 
it's not really how it happens here. So what happens is you find this uh, this relay station, and you take it over, and that becomes like your base of operations. And then you have all these missions to go out on, and you have like upgrade missions, you have story missions, and some other stuff like before. And what the upgrade missions are, it's not upgrading your weapons or anything. It's 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 the other part of the uh, of the DLC that's very different from how Far Cry Four was made or uh, produced, and that is. That relay station that you've taken over, the disciples want it back. So when you go back to base and you go in and, the, and you hit the button, it kicks off basically kind of a tower defense slash horde mode where you have to defend this base against uh, a few waves of enemies. Not really my thing. So <laughs> right away I was like, oh, I don't know about this. But the cool part about it is... <clears throat> And I and I use tower defense loosely, obviously, because it's not like you're setting all this stuff up and you know whatever. But uh, you get these upgrades for uh, to lay out, so you can lay out like traps on the north side, the south side, the east side, the west side, and um, you can either buy those or what I found is you can go out on these what's called upgrade missions, and when you complete those, you get some of these traps for free. So there's a little tip, kids. If you get this, do all the upgrade missions. Don't go into the base, like into the door in the base. Don't go inside. Just keep going on upgrade missions, and you get all this other stuff for free instead of having to spend your money on it. Uh, I mean, everything else is pretty much what you're used to from the main game. I mean, you're 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 hunting. You're trying to upgrade your your uh, your skills again. You're trying to you know do some crafting because all the stuff you had is gone. Um, a lot of the, the special weapons and everything that you've had in the past, they are available, but you have to rebuy a few of them. Some of them are available right away, or you can unlock them. Uh, but, you know, visually and everything else, it's the same. It's the same stuff you've seen before, uh, except for one major uh, thing that you haven't seen before, and that's the freaking Yetis. And holy shit, they're scary! Uh, you you kind of come across one pretty early in in this DLC, and they're faster than you think. They're humongous, and they're total badasses. Uh, and you'll see them every now and then throughout the different missions that you're pulling off, and they're really scary. And, and toward the end of this DLC, it gets pretty, pretty, uh, pretty hairy. So it's 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 interesting to say the least. Um, I'm really liking it. I think it's really cool. It's definitely a lot more content. And, you know, like I said, Far Cry 4 is my game of the year last year. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Although, I haven't really found a gyrocopter yet, so you're kind of limited on the stuff that you've done before. Uh, There's no gyrocopters that I can find. So, a little disappointing because I love the gyrocopter, but you can drive snowmobiles now in this one, so which you could do in the old one, but not as much. Uh, There's a lot of snowmobiles around. Uh, a lot of places to go and kind of look around and, and explore. There's kind of a mountaintop up in the middle of the map that you can do a lot of climbing and get up to the top of that with some great rewards. Uh, a lot of things to explore, though. Uh, <laughs> a lot of bears you have to deal with. Uh, a lot of uh, packs of wolves, like before, all that stuff. And like I said, the disciples, they're tough. They're, they, they take a beating, and they work better as a team than a lot of your enemies from, from the main game. So uh, for fourteen ninety nine, I think it's a great deal. I think it's 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 hours of, of gameplay. It's not just you know like do a couple missions and you're done. Uh, for me personally, the tower defense slash horde mode stuff isn't my favorite thing in the world. But once you can set all those traps and everything else, it definitely makes it a lot more manageable, uh, especially when you can put caged animals up. 
and like they set off the caged animals and all of a sudden you hear a mountain lion just tearing everybody's shit up. Uh, it's pretty cool. So <clears throat> overall, I'm giving this... Did I put a score on this yet? Let me look it up. I want to make sure I give this the right score. Give me one second. Cut this out. No, you won't. Yes, I will. No, you won't. <laughs> Maybe I won't. <laughs> at least I keep it all in one area now because I write all these at work. Uh, what did I give it? I didn't give it a score yet. Hmm. I'll tell you what. I'm going to give this an 8.5. All uh, right, sir. Yeah. And if I didn't give the games thing, did I give the games thing? Yeah, that was a 9.0. That's right. So there we have it. Two reviews from Glenn. And a lot more coming. I'll be reviewing the T300 wheel probably next week. I'm going to review the wheel stand pro uh, that I've mounted the T300 to. Uh, I've got, well, the games thing's going up. I also shot a video for the games thing showing it off. So uh, that'll be in the review as well, by the way. I've been busy. I'm still behind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where are the emails? You didn't do any emails. There aren't any. What? Go get old there aren't ones. Any. No, I I went back like a week and a half and I was slogging through spam after spam after spam. There's there's hmm. nothing there. Interesting. Yep. All right then. So we're done. We're done. We can't be done. I all right, then I just want to make sure that everybody went out this past weekend and saw It Follows. Since your review is up on the website. And it came out. And and set up as a featured, even though none of mine ever are, because you hate me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I know what I have to say. Extra Life prizes. So as of tonight... Except for posters, because I'm waiting for some poster tubes. Everything going out to the U.S. that I have addresses for have been sent. Everything going to Europe will go out tomorrow. So on Tuesday, they'll go out to Europe. Because I had to fill out a bazillion customs forms today, and they are a pain in the ass. So that'll all go out tomorrow. Uh, there are a couple of exceptions, like I said, because people didn't get me their addresses, which like one of the winners of the PS3 didn't even send the address. Like, dude, what the fuck? Uh, but I got that one. So both PS3s are going out, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I'm only waiting on, I think two people for addresses now. So they will get one more chance. I'm going to, I've emailed everybody. If I do not get anything, um, I'm thinking maybe either I'm going to have some stuff to give away at MGC or I was thinking maybe like in July, maybe I do a mini extra life. Let me do some weird stuff for that and get prizes. I don't know yet. I haven't figured it out yet. Because I do have quite a few items in the house that were never claimed. Hmm. So maybe we'll just do a clearing house. Because we are the Fat Princess clearing house. Well, yeah. Even though we have nothing to give away this week. Not this week. Yeah. But yeah, all the Extra Life stuff is out as far as I could. Uh, Like I said, the Europe stuff, uh, it's like seven packages that I haven't sent yet, and that'll go out tomorrow morning. Um, Actually, go out tomorrow afternoon because the whole – I'm going to miss this job because, like, they're really cool people. Like, tomorrow, we're all driving all the way back down here to Oshkosh, and we're going to go out for corned beef and cabbage for lunch because it's St. Patrick's Day. 
But it's stuff like that that you don't see that very often anymore with an IT team, and I'm going to miss these guys. <clears throat> but yeah, that stuff will get sent out right away. All the forms are filled out now. I just got to take them back over and pay for everything. It's funny, like the receipt from today was like over seven feet long. <laughs> All the stuff I sent out. <laughs> but that's why we had to wait. We didn't have any money. Uh, we had some problems with Amazon and some other stuff, and we were really low on cash. So we finally got all that worked out with the IRS. and Well, it's not even the IRS's fault. It was Amazon's fault. But we got all that handled, and it's all taken care of. We got paid, and now uh, that's why I could send everything out. So, yeah. That's about it. That's a boot it. What's mm-hmm. a boot? You guys are dicks. All right. Anything else, Josh? Uh, it follows. Because it's freaking awesome. <laughs> Seriously. All right. Well, I won't be so, able to see it. Like any theater around here has it. Give me a break. I don't know. Did you look? I highly doubt it. Did you actually? I didn't even look around here. Um, uh, what's that thing called? Fandango. Yeah. Welcome to the Fandango.com podcast, folks. Yeah, here we go. Actually, I was listening to What Say You, which is uh, Brian Quinn and uh, Sal from Impractical Jokers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and there are entire sections of that podcast where it goes silent for like a good 10, 15 seconds because Sal's looking at his phone or something. His Sal's in the middle of talking about something and then he stops and he goes to look something up on his phone and it's dead silent. And I'm like, I look down because I'm driving and I, it stopped and I was like, wait, did what happened? What? Uh, wait, it's still what? <laughs> and then all of a sudden he starts talking again. I'm like, what the fuck dude? Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's because they don't edit the podcast over. They just kind of throw it out there. Yeah. I have to edit it because I have to pull the times in for everything because people want the times for when we talk about stuff. Which is really funny because sometimes you and I get on such ridiculous tangents that the first game I list is at like 58 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like tonight probably. Uh, Man, they are terrible with finding an actual movie. Like, I would just want to look up a movie and see. God, this sucks. Or yeah, movie. I don't I mean, like the I don't like the way this is set up. I don't either. It's terrible. Because <coughs> I can look the movie up, but then it doesn't tell me if the, if there's like a close theater. Yeah, it used to be good. Whoa. What? Okay, it follows. Currently, there are no show times in my zip code. Hang on, let me do Manhattan. Currently, there are no show times in five. Yeah, but I, it, what about like within a certain mileage or something? No, you well, suck, um, Fandango. It's in three theaters in Manhattan, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, that sucks, dude. This is such a good movie. It really needs to get out there. People need to see this. If you can't find it in your area, like <laughs> I know, damn. Well, that's what I'm saying. Let's see here. I'm looking on the theater. Uh, did you see the trailer for Lego Jurassic World? No, not yet. It's up on the website. Though. Dude, it is so awesome. But I was never that big into Jurassic Park. It is so awesome. It is. It's. 
they hit on it's all four movies so they hit on heavily on the first movie and the most recent movie or the one that's coming yeah basically Jurassic World or which is it's good that they do it that way but the lego humor and seeing some of those scenes from the first movie and what they did with them it's freaking awesome <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> it's so funny nice Oh, I love Lego humor. So what was the thing that Raj sent today? Because I couldn't see it from work. What? Some Lego, I don't know, like some other Lego. Oh, I don't I don't know. I didn't even see that email. Oh, wow. This game does look really good. Yeah. I'm watching the trailer right now. So, all right. I'm disappointed. That... By the way, I looked up It Follows on Marcus Theater's complete website. They don't even list it. Yeah. Well, there's other theater chains. Besides I understand that. that, but up in here in Wisconsin, that's like that's ninety percent of them right there. Mm. I'm sure I could look up AMC or something. Uh. <laughs> All right, the thing with the raptor and the bananas—that was really good. Yeah, Clever girl <laughs> stuck a banana in his gun. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's a fantastic trailer. Well, I am yeah, really, really excited good. for it. Yeah. Visually, man, they really stepped that up a notch. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It's cool. So they have that and <laughs> an Avengers one coming. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not a surprise. All right. Yeah, that was pretty cool. See? Oh, I figured it would be. I just, I've just never been that big into Jurassic Park. I don't know why. I, I thought the first one was a neat popcorn movie, but at the same time, it was so ridiculous that I just wanted to throw my popcorn. This is a Unix interface. I know this. So for people, for the website, uh, the past week we had the Devil May Cry Definitive Edition review go up. Indeed. The Dying Light review went up. Yay. Uh, The review for It Follows, which everybody should see if they can find it anywhere. I've heard of that. (laughs) I And Dragon Ball Xenoverse. Which Jason loved. Yeah, he did. 3,500 word review or something outrageous like that. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Also, Chaz streamed a bunch of that Zombie Army trilogy from Rebellion. They're the same ones that do the Sniper Elite games. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I mean, it's still a horde mode thing and everything else. I was like, eh. But it was really cool to watch him. He definitely got, he he gets the game, which I liked. Uh, So much so that Keith was watching him and Keith was just do the review. And Keith's like, Chaz, can you do it? You get this more. Um, But yeah, it was was fun to watch. So uh, keep your eyes on that live stream thing because we're going to have some more stuff coming up soon. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are a number of reviews coming. Oh, yeah. Uh, they, like several of them were just finished uh, in the past day or so. Yeah. Um, so they'll be going up. Uh, the one for Game of Thrones, episode two. Okay. Damon, apparently, I didn't read it yet, and I'm not happy that I have to read it because he's got a ton of spoiler stuff in there. He told me that. So what I want to do, I have a way to do stuff with that and I want to do it. I want to do it in a way that 
the spoilers actually have a spoiler tag, so ah. you don't have to see it if you don't want to. All right. You can read it without having to skip spoiler parts or accidentally read it or whatever. You know what I mean? Well, Damon's got a lot on his mind. He's got a wedding next week. Yeah. And then, I mean, look at all the weddings that are happening. So Hannah and Dean are getting married this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Damon yay. and Jessica are getting married this in next week. And yay. And Keith and uh, Carlos are getting married this year. And yay. Which is awesome. And I asked Keith if, because if, we've always said that Carlos doesn't exist and we finally mm-hmm. got to meet him and we were like, well, you know, he's an actor that Keith hired, that sort of thing. So I emailed Keith today and I'm like, so does this finally get him his SAG card? Mm-hmm. So... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's it's man love is in the air at ps nation apparently yeah kyle goes and gets married last year doesn't tell anybody <laughs> jerk face yeah josh has got a kid on the way boy just it's like everybody's listening to barry white every week that's crazy yeah yeah that kid's gonna be here soon Oh, listen to how tired you are now. It's not even the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking for a job, so if you need somebody to come babysit every now and then, I might have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Just drive on out here. Yeah, right. Well, I know the drive so well now. It'll mm-hmm. feel like extra life. I'll get out there and say, all right, let's set everything up. Glenn, what are you talking about? It's April. Yeah. Yeah. All right, did we cover everything now? Uh, I think so. Because I'm forgetful, so I, th- I forget things. I All right. So. Well, wait. What? Wait. Wait. What? Let me just double check. Let me look at the website. Did we get through all the website stuff? Did I anything? interrupt you? Well, we did reviews. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the major stuff. All right. A lot of the other stuff this week was newsy news. Yeah. So. We covered the... The main ones. Yeah. So. Yeah. I suppose so. Yeah. All right. Should be fine. Well, we obviously need emails, so I think you folks need to uh, get on that and send us some emails. And you can do that by either emailing us at podcast at psnation.com or if you go to psnation.com, scroll down a little bit, look on the left side, you'll see that contact us section. Uh, with like all of our info, so our Twitter's on there, our email address, our voicemail number, our our PayPal link if you want to throw some PayPal money at us, uh, and even our PSN names. Which I don't know about you, I am getting a buttload of mm-hmm. friend requests lately. Like I have yeah. like ten, twelve, fifteen a day. Yeah, I don't know what what's the deal. I don't know what happened. Yeah, because I was, I because it's on my iPad. Yeah. So I keep seeing it and it keeps popping up and then I'll go in there. It says, you have a friend request. And I go in and there's like eight. And I'm yeah. like, what the f? Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Um, but again, yeah. if you want to add us on PSN, please, 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 please. Where it has that thing like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Do you want to be friends? Just delete that and just say PS Nation. That's all you got to do. Just let us know that well, you're adding us. It would be nice to PS say Nation. a little bit more than just PS Nation. No, I'm fine if it just says PS Nation. Yeah, well, I just give you a really sarcastic response back when you do that. So just keep that in mind. Well, I'm fine <laughs> if you just want to put PS Nation over there. If you want to deal with Josh's bullshit, you can add him. 
Yeah, well, I'm fine if you just say that. But basically, we just don't want to. We just don't want like the the random like internet people out there that play a game with us and see us and want you know because a lot of them like oh I played with this guy I'm going to add him and and we're trying to keep our friends list open to our community and that's the whole thing. It's not an ego thing, nothing else. It's just we're trying to keep spots open. Well, it's an ego thing for Josh, but we're trying to keep spots open for our actual community and you know so we can play with our community. So. Please just put a note in there, you know, PS Nation, because honestly, I don't know. I, I don't know if Josh does this, but if I get a request like that and it has just the, you know, the the regular message that's always in there, I delete it right away because yeah. it could be some random. I don't know who everybody is. I try, but I don't know who everybody is, and uh, yeah, we're just trying to keep those open. So yeah, if you don't identify yourself as part of our community, I delete it immediately. Yeah, and and even people are just like, hey. That's all it says. I'm like, yeah, fuck you. So, <laughs> um, because, yeah, I'm up to five nineteen. I'm at like five fifty, I think, or five sixty. So I'm back. I'm back past you again. Suck it, Langford. It took you long enough. Suck it long. Suck it hard. Well, I deleted all those people when I was having the drive club problems. So. Or the possible drive club problems. Uh, yeah, so also psnation.com, if you look up on the top, there's all those cool little menus and buttons and stuff. There's one that says forums. So you should go over there and join those forums and, uh, you know, like hang out with us and chat. And like I said, if you're interested in that M4 converter, I'm keeping everything in the forums uh, for that. So I'm not putting up articles. I'm keeping everything right there. And uh, you can get on there and ask questions, whatever you want to do. You're not putting it on Facebook? No, I actually put a link to the forums, uh, that forums post on Facebook. Mm. Yep, I want to keep everything in one spot so that we don't uh, double up on questions, all that stuff. I want. I just want to put it in one spot and have it there. But you still put a link to it. I did, Facebook. so that maybe some people will come over to the forums from Facebook. Uh, they won't. I know. There's a few holdouts on Facebook. That's all right. They'll won't be holding on to much when Facebook gets shut down. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, it might not even be us doing it. Facebook themselves might just say, "Eh, fuck you, no more groups," because mm-hmm. they've been saying that for a while. Uh, so yeah, if if you want, like, go join the forums and check it out. And we're having a lot of fun over in the forums there, and we're we're continually trying to update things and you know uh, keep keep the suggestions coming as well. So. Uh, but if you want to leave us an email, like I said, do the podcast at psnation.com. Hit that contact us button. Or if you want to maybe leave us a voicemail, you can either call us on Skype, just uh, call WDT-Torgo, or you can call our voicemail line at 408-657-VITA. It's 408-657-8482. Uh, you can, you know, like if you like to stream your podcast, maybe you go over to the stitcher.com or you can get the Stitcher app. And uh, just look for us in the video game section. You'll find us there every week. Gets updated pretty quickly. If you want to find us on Twitter, you can find Josh at PJFJosh, or you can find the main account at PSNation. Dude, we're almost at 18,000 followers. Oh, and we do have a PS Nation page on Facebook, and you can go like that. We hit 600 likes today. Hmm. Yeah, we just don't push that enough. But the page, it auto, uh, anything that gets posted on the website gets posted on the page, and you'll be alerted right away. So it's, it works out pretty well. Well, yeah, or you could just go to the bottom of the website and do the email thing because I get an email every time something gets posted on the website. Yeah, or if you have something like Feedly, you can subscribe to the PS Nation uh, RSS feed, which works really well too. 
So if you have a newsreader of any type, we do have that uh, available to you. Works out pretty well. Uh, don't forget our podcast network over at VGEVO.com. That's right. It's back to VGEVO.com. So you can hang out in the VGEVO room at MGC as well, including our Saturday night party. Don't forget MGC. If you're coming to MGC, let us know. I think we've got a thread started. Let us know if you're coming. Let us know if you're going to go to the Brewer game or not because uh, it's going to be awesome. And also don't forget Friday morning. We're going to go see Furious 7 and seeing the latest trailer. Wow. I didn't think that series could get more ridiculous than it already was. Hmm. I was wrong. Uh, That looks ridiculous. (laughs) So I can't wait to watch it with our crew. It's going to be so awesome watching it with all these awesome people. So, yeah, I'm really stoked for that. But uh, I will be – anybody asking, so – MGC officially is Saturday and Sunday. Uh, was it April 11th, I think, or something like that? I'm going to be there Thursday and Friday as well. So if anybody's coming in early, I will be at the Brookfield Sheraton probably around noon on Thursday. Uh, you know, we'll probably we're thinking about maybe going out to dinner Thursday night for those people that are there early. I know we did the New Berlin Ale House last year and the year before, but I think we might actually go out to the Delafield Brew House where we used to go on Friday night. I think we're Talking about maybe going out there that, that Thursday night for dinner and hang out. So, you know, we got some options. Uh, but And then, like I said, Friday morning, uh, we're going to do the movie. I don't know what the showtimes are yet, obviously, but uh, we're going to try to go to an early movie, get back over to MGC, and then the bus leaves. I think we board the bus around 4, 4.30 on, uh, on Friday, and you'll get, you'll get a sandwich, you'll get some soda and stuff like that as part of the deal. We'll get you over to the stadium early enough if you want to go walk around Miller, Miller Park and check it out, which I highly recommend. We have field-level seats this year. So if, you're, if you haven't decided on going to the Brewer game yet, uh, better seats than last year, which we had really good seats last year. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be on field-level seats this year. Uh, and, man, the price is crazy. We basically got the tickets for half price. So everything included, I think, is like 53 bucks or 54 bucks, something like that, Damn. for everything. Uh, and, you know, you don't have to drive. You can drink as much as you want. You don't have to drive. You can be like Cracker Jack, maybe dance in front of everybody, make a fool of yourself. I love you, hmm. Cracker Jack. Um, make a fool of himself. He's the man. I know. He's going to be there this year again, too, So, uh, which is great. He moved away, so we don't get to see Cracker Jack that often. But uh, it's it's a great night. Everybody had a great time last year, and it it we it literally it brings you right back to the hotel when you're done. Uh, so it, it's it's a great time, and the cool thing is, if you want to do that that guy that has that personal arcade that opens it up every year, it's like twenty bucks. They moved it up on Friday, so you can actually do both things now because last year they were at the same time. So now, if you want to go over and check out his arcade which he has like a couple hundred machines or something like that. It's just, he has a, st- a standalone building at his house for all this, um, which I've never been over there. Uh, but uh, if you want to do that, you can do both. You can do that and the Brewer game. I don't know even know if there's any tickets left for the Brewer game, honestly. I don't know if it's – I haven't heard it's sold out yet, so there must be at least a couple left. But, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're on the fence, seriously, join us for the Brewer game. It's going to be a blast. Uh, and then Saturday and Sunday is the regular MGC show, and we're going to have a good time. Saturday night, VGVO party. I don't know if they said what time it starts yet, but I think it usually starts around 8 or 9 o'clock. And it's BYO, so uh, if anybody needs to make a booze run, obviously there's a liquor store down the street, and we'll have no problem getting you down there to grab whatever you want. So, anyway, don't forget our, pod- or our, our podcast. Yeah, remember our podcast that you're hearing right now? I'm such a dumbass. Uh, don't forget psnation.com. Check out all the reviews, all the articles, and everything else that all of our awesome writers are putting up. And last but not least, hit that affiliate link section over on the left side of the page at psnation.com. 
We have added a ton of stores, and uh, if you like any of those stores, hit that button. It takes you to that store. It doesn't change your experience whatsoever, but anything you buy, we get a little piece of that pie, and that helps us pay for our server costs, our travel costs, uh, all the stuff that we have to, to spend money on, which just gets more and more every year. It's crazy. I think I'm about to upgrade the server, by the way. So we're going to have to pay a little bit more for the server every month. But we're running low on RAM all the time. Hmm. Yeah. So, all right. Is that everything, Josh? I asked you that in a half uh, hour. Uh, see if I can drag it out. You going to play anything this week? If I get a chance. Uh, I'd love to. Making me talk all the time. Believe me, I'd love to. <sighs> we'll see. All right. Yeah. Um, oh, I've been reading Tarkin, which is pretty freaking cool. Is that a Star Wars book? Yep. It is canon. It's one of the new books. And it is all about Governor Tarkin. Uh, when, I, I guess between three and four, basically. Um, but a big chunk of it early on, they go back to essentially his childhood. Oh. Um. Is that when he grew up in the Swedish bookstore? No. Okay. Uh, it gives a really. And if anyone gets that reference, I applaud you. I know. Uh, I know you it, know. I'm talking about the <laughs> listeners. It uh, it basically gives a really interesting look at where he came from. Um, I think one of the cooler things that I ran into, I, I don't even know how far I am into it, um, but the Emperor has sent him and Vader out on some mission together. And he's trying to get them to at least have respect for each other and understand each other because they, you know, they don't have that relationship that they had in the original star Wars. So it's like an Yet. 80s buddy cop movie. Not quite. Okay. No. Well, you know, he was in at the very end of episode three in the movie. Well, but if you read what they said about that or the, the actual character they made, that wasn't him. What? Even though it looked exactly like him. Yeah. I thought they specifically got that actor and everything to look. That's I what I, I thought. I don't believe that. That's what they made the character as a toy and it's a different name. Mm. It was either they made the character as a toy and it's a different name or the character was listed in the credits and it wasn't him. I'm not buying it. Uh, I don't I'm know. It, just, it just I, seems odd to me because I don't. It does. It just it, doesn't feel like. They would go through that much trouble to get a guy that looks exactly like a younger that's person. What yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. There's some, something fishy going on That's there. exactly what I said, and it made no sense to me when I heard that. I was like, but it's him. Why would you do that if yeah. it's not him? Uh, there's something fishy going on. Yeah. I better um, call George Lucas. He's been popping up everywhere lately, so I'm sure I'm going to run into him. <laughs> um, yeah, what's... Uh, it's the other interesting thing, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, so 30-second spoiler. 30 seconds? No, let's go a full minute. Uh, i got to get a thing <laughs> Just in talk really here. slowly. All right. Um, 
so here it comes. Spoiler. So turn your turn your on. If you haven't already turned us off. Two, one. Okay. Um, at one point, it becomes clear he he's thinking in his head, and he knows. Where else is he going to think? <laughs> no, he's he knows that Vader is Anakin. Okay. Which nobody knows, except oh. the Emperor. Oh, yeah. um, but they talk about how he had missions with Anakin during the Clone Wars. Ah. And he recognizes his style, his stance, his... The way know, he, he yells, no! Yeah. He recognizes a lot about him, and he's convinced that it's Anakin. He hasn't said anything, because he wouldn't dare bring that up. Right. At least so far in the book, but... He's positive that's who it is. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. I was like, holy crap. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So it's a good book uh, so far. I like it. I haven't even finished Console Wars yet. Yeah, I'm reading that when I eat lunch, and then I'm reading Tarkin right before I fall asleep. <laughs> that's pretty much how it goes. I just haven't had any time. I'm just trying to get this stuff done all yeah. of it. It's usually I'm reading when I'm either eating or or desperately trying to keep my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting sleep like every nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Are we past a minute? Probably. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. So instead of us cutting it off at a minute, we're just blah, 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 blah. And they're like, oh, shit, they're still doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, Until next week, we will talk to you very soon, folks. Thanks very much for sticking with us every week. Thank you very much for using those affiliate links. Thank you very much for being uh, participating members of of this awesome (laughs) community. And, uh, yeah, we wouldn't be here without y'all. So, actually, we probably would. Who cares if people are listening to us or not? Mm. Yeah. Mm. We're attention whores. Or something. You are. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, okay, Mr. 18,000 followers. What are you talking about? That's that... Fuckers. That is the main Twitter account that everybody's supposed to be using and nobody fucking uses it. That's because... (sighs) No, 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 no. Yeah. No. That's why I'm even putting my name behind a lot of tweets now. Yeah, well, that's because every tweet that goes through there, everybody assumes it's you. Well, that's why... Maybe we should change that trend. That's what I keep saying, but nobody wants the to do only, that. No, the only way we could change that trend is if you got a separate Twitter account for yourself where you tweeted about the food you were making and where you were tweeting about your job and where you were tweeting about all your personal, personal stuff. That's why everybody assumes it's well, you. That's fine. Maybe I'll And that's why nobody account, else tweets on the but account. But the thing is, I'll create my own account and then nobody will still use the damn t- Twitter account. Well, if uh, uh. yeah, we would. I would. You would not. Yeah, I would. Uh, anyway, I would. all right, we're leaving. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna air out dirty laundry on the podcast <laughs> for, for the eighth time tonight. I'll tell you, that's why none of the none of the writers or anybody uses it because it's essentially everybody assumes it's you writing. Yeah. Well. All right. Mm-hmm. Nobody's ever brought that up. I've brought it up how many times? Nobody's ever said anything. I tell you, that's that's what it is. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to you all later. Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> what the-
the fuck was that? What? Uh, uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> what are you jerking off? <laughs> bye. Keep that thing in your pants. You already have another kid coming. Hey. Now the first time that I tried the vibrator, uh, it didn't go as I expected. I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but I definitely didn't expect this. So I get home. I'm so excited. I immediately drop trowel, put it on full blast, placed it gently. And about 90 seconds later, no joke, it was like a water balloon popped between my legs. And I was like, did I just rupture something? I thought I needed emergency surgery. I was freaking out. I'm like, you know, got a hairdryer on the doormat. And I'm like, I go over to the computer, pants around my ankles, like Googling the symptoms. And then there was all this information, and I was like, wait a minute. Yes! I have a trick! Oh my god! I'm terrible in bed. I'm never going to blow you, let you put it in my butt. I have a huge bush. But I can do this! This is some next level porn star shit. Now, for those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, the medical term is squirting. Also known as female ejaculation. And um, I don't have enough time to answer all the questions that you have. I know you're seeing a unicorn, you know, and you're like, I need to know more. So I'll just answer the main two questions I get. Because, like, you know, first of all, let's backtrack a second. Uh, after the show, you know, if you see me, and I know you're going to be compelled to come up to me and ask me questions about this. And when you talk to me about it, don't don't call me a squirter, like, to my face. Like, that's gross. Like, I do find that word disgusting. Like, you can call me whatever else you want. You can call me Splash Mountain. I don't care. <laughs> But I'll answer the two main questions I get. One, is it pee? No. And that's literally all we know about it. <laughs> Science has developed a pill that can make a man hard for four hours. But we literally only know that it's not pee. <laughs> they have only done two studies. It's not pee. <laughs> Trust me, I know what pee tastes like. Um, <laughs> oh, man. We're doing it. <laughs> We're talking about it. Now, the other question I get is how much? Not how much does it cost, because that shit's free. <laughs> but how much comes out? And I answer that question by asking all of you a question. Have you ever had a Capri Sun? <laughs> okay, we did it. <laughs> um, I'm really nervous about putting that on. The but hey, hey, Dad. Hey, Dad, I hope you like that joke. <laughs> 